0: This is Brian Q. Miller, and you're listening to the Batgirl to Oracle, the Barbara Gordon podcast.
1: Fly on, Babs lovers. Gotham City, like any other large metropolis, abounds in girls of all shapes and sizes, debutantes, nurses, stenographers, and librarians.
2: Gotham City Library, Ms. Gordon speaker.
3: Lopez Hair Removal, this is Jose.
1: Holy transformation. One minute, plain Barbara Gordon, librarian and Commissioner Gordon's daughter. And the next minute, something new has been added Batgirl, modeled after her idol Batman.
2: Holy apparition! No, boy
4: wonder, I'm Batgirl. You are no longer alone, Cape Crusader.
1: It took me three years
5: to track down the Jade Gatto, and three more to figure out how to steal it. Funny,
6: it only took me ten minutes to figure out how to snatch it back.
5: No matter how you do it, crime doesn't pay girls.
7: Yeah,
0: cash money, heroes, private jets, polish. I look up to the sky.
6: Sawate. I'm your host, Stella, and this is Bad Girl to Oracle, the Barbara Gordon Podcast Birthday Edition, a.k.a. Episode 15 for December MMX. Kimberly Rockmore is celebrating this momentous event in her own way and will unfortunately not be making an appearance. Episode 15 is brought to you by Chirp and the Chicks and their newly released album Cluck, Cluck, Cluckin'. Chirp and the Chicks have an explosive and collective sound which combines the dulcet tones of bands like Parapork, You Blue, Salmon and Garfield, and Tractor. Their debut album, Out on the Farm, winner of five Barnyard Awards, has recently hit golden egg status. Cluck, cluck, cluckin' has such powerful ballads as Bok, bok, Bokin on the Barnyard Door and the Slaughterhouse Blues. Support independent artists and pick up Cluck, cluck, cluckin' at a music store near you. Batgirl to Oracle is also brought to you by MileHighComics.com, your new and collectible comic book store. Mile High Comics has an inventory of over five million comics from the gold, silver, bronze, and modern age, and over one hundred thousand trade paperbacks. If you're not into the vintage stock, Mile High Comics also has a subscription service called the New Issue Comics Express, offering a discounted price for comics ready to hit the shelves. Examples of the prices you may encounter are February's Batgirl number eighteen and Birds of Prey number nine, both for two dollars and sixty-nine cents. So if you're looking for vintage back issues or a great modern subscription service, be sure to check out milehighcomics.com. Okay, so as I already alluded to, this is the anniversary show. We've been going strong for one year. And so, you know, without any further ado, I'm just going to go into it right away, start introducing the guests. Uh, you may notice that there's kind of some fluctuation with audio levels. It, it was very odd, since Power Grammar records on my end, that normally the person whom I would be calling, they're actually... Uh, louder than I am so I do apologize about that but you know I'm just looking forward to 2011 and uh, hopefully I will have all those kinks wrinkled out so just bear with me but thanks again I guess in advance for all of those who will call in I guess I'll have to yeah do the future card so first up we have my good friend Jay from Oh Canada hey hello hello
3: How's it going?
6: Uh, it's going okay. I had to drop my co-host, though, because uh, Powergrammo, it, it, it just didn't like what was going on. So uh, so now it's just me. So welcome. Uh, what Thanks. Would you like, what would you like me to refer to you as?
3: Uh, Jay, I guess.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure. You know, Doc, Gorgon, do you go by so many names. Oh,
3: yeah. Yeah, that's true.
6: So, yeah, welcome to the one-year anniversary. I mean, it is uh, 11 over there, so I really, oh, wait, I guess 10, right? I appreciate you getting up so early to call in.
3: (laughs) No problem. Congratulations on the one year.
6: Thank you. It's really shocking that, you know, this little idea has lasted for an entire year. Yeah. So um, what, uh, I guess, what brought you to the show? I feel like I know that answer. And do you have any favorite moments, if you have any?
3: Um, I mainly came to the show just to check it out because uh, I got to know you online, and uh, since then, I, since I was going to be calling in, I did take the time to read a Batgirl comic, yeah. so I would have a question for you. Okay. Uh, it's a hypothetical question regarding her characters, because I'm still trying to figure it out. Okay. So, I don't know, I guess I'm gonna, we can talk about uh, Barbara Gordon, Batgirl, for the okay. purposes of this question, but you can answer however you want. Uh, if Batgirl was going to go on vacation, oh do you think she would rather go snowboarding in Utah or British Columbia?
6: Oh, oh dear. Um, hmm. I think she would go, it, it seems like she's more of an um, intense person and she'd like to go to an exotic place. So I would say British Columbia. Okay, that's yeah. what I thought, too. Do they that's what you thought too. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Do they have adapt programs there where, you know, there's someone leading um, handicapped people around?
3: Oh, well, that might be an issue. I'm sure they have uh, easy access after the Olympics, though, but, okay. um, yeah.
6: Yeah, they do have it, and uh, they have that in Utah, so I guess there's a snag there. Oh, yeah. Really but, uh, yeah, I think she would. I think she'd very much enjoy someplace like
3: right on uh as far as a favorite moment goes um i'm not sure i I have listened to all the uh the podcasts most of the time it's uh the little personal moments that i enjoy the most but uh nothing stands out in particular
6: okay yeah yeah well thanks so much do you have any anything else
3: um nope just uh have a good weekend and a good holiday
6: yeah, thanks so much for calling in, and I hope you have a wonderful holiday as well.
3: Okay, sounds good. Okay,
6: talk to you soon, I'm sure.
3: Okay, take care. Bye-bye.
6: Bye. And next up we have Kimberly. Is that you? You told me you weren't coming in today. Oh, my. Did I make it? Yeah, barely. All right. Next up we have BTO's good friend, Zaius. Hello.
4: Hello, Stella.
6: Hello, Zayas. It is so good to hear your voice.
4: Nice to speak to you as well.
6: Yeah, I was just about to call you. I know that you have some place to be, so I wanted you to uh, come on as quickly as possible. So how are you doing?
4: Good. Absolutely. I'm very well, thank you.
6: So I guess what I'm asking people is how you found the show and if you had any, um, any favorite moments. And then, of course, if you have a question or anything, you can definitely ask that.
4: Okay, that sounds good. I've got, um, I hadn't expected a question, but I've certainly got uh, three or four questions for you. um, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So I came across this show probably about a year ago or so, and I'd read the first, what would it be, three or four issues of Brian Q. Miller's Batgirl title, and started looking around thinking, you know, there's, there's podcasts for just about everything, so there must be a Batgirl podcast out there, and... I couldn't find one I think through iTunes but I did stumble across your your uh, your webpage and um, obviously knew you from the uh, what's it called the
6: uh, Spider-Man crawl space
4: Spider-Man crawl space thank okay. you and uh, so eagerly and, uh, eagerly awaited the first uh, the first episode and uh, I've been a fan ever since Okay really enjoyed each month
6: And I've, um, I mean, for people that don't know, I met you more through, I think, Batgirl to Oracle. Because I I recognized your name on Spider-Man Crawl Space, but I don't think we really had any interactions. No, no. It seemed like uh, right from the very beginning, I think, when you first wrote me an email, um, we really uh, had a good friendship. Yeah, um, absolutely. We've worked well our blogs together and uh, everything, and so... I'm very happy and blessed to know you. You're such a, a great guy, a kind person, and you write fantastic reviews. So well, thank you. Are, yeah, reading those.
4: Thank you. And I, I certainly enjoy our uh, our emails backwards and forwards and yep. uh, occasional occasional Twitter
6: conversation. <laughs> oh, yes, of <laughs> course, Twitter. And you're you're one of those reasons I got into Twitter. I was trying to stay away from it. But uh, you and then Brian Q. are both. I thought, well, I guess I have to bite the bullet now and register, so...
4: Would well, you know in a in a in a similar vein? I I, I kind of resist things like Twitter and Facebook, but uh, when I when I saw that Mr. Miller and Lee Garbutt and so many so many good creators are on Twitter, I thought I, I need to I need to get on there to uh, to follow these guys.
6: Right, and you bring up a good point. Can you tell us? I, you don't have to go into a lot of detail, but tell people. I mean. You have kind of a good relationship with Lee Garbit. I mean, tell us about some of the interactions you've had with him.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he lives in, um, in a, a town not too far away from where I live. So, so what that means is that I tend to see him at most of the local uh, comic expos. And, uh, he, he's, we, my wife and I have spent some time chatting to him at his table and, and asking for sketches. And he's just a, he's just a really nice guy who, who just seems to have so much time for people. And, uh, as you say, we, we kind of feel like we've made a, a, a bit of a connection with him and, um, he's, uh, I've emailed him backwards and forwards a few times. So, uh, yeah, nice, really nice guy.
6: Okay, so
4: you said you had three to four questions. I've got three or four questions. Okay, okay. Okay, so um, well, before before any of the questions, just a, a congratulations uh, oh, on thank the you. Uh, on the podcast that uh, we, we're having the the year long anniversary this evening. And uh, as I say, over the over the last year, it's given me given me a lot of pleasure. As you know, I, I listen to the shows very often on my my short journey to work. So. Um, Occasionally sit in the car park at work and chuckle in at, at some of the things that you say and uh, get some strange looks looks from colleagues and so. <laughs> so I've got a, I've got a couple of questions for you about the podcast itself. Um, a question about Babs and a question about Steph, if we've got time for for those. Okay. So when you started the podcast a year ago, uh, just be interested to hear really what your what your objectives were when you set out. Um, what, what what did you hope to What did you hope to deliver and um, you know, if you, if you think you, you, you met all of your objectives over the over the course of the last year and maybe what some of your plans are for the year ahead.
6: Okay. Um, and it's a great question. Thank you. Um, I think my main objective was really to visit the history of the Barbara Gordon character and to really start <laughs> from issue number, well, yeah, from her first appearance, you know, 359, and work up to the present and start pulling the character apart and see how she's changed and grown. And um, I don't know if I want to be like, you know, the JR of Green Goblin. And yeah. The, the the Stella of Batgirl and have this enormous amount of knowledge of her. But I just really wanted to learn a lot, learn about the, the, the character, and through this podcast, hopefully teach others and get others to um, more... Better understand her and maybe grow to like her. If And then, of course, bring in other, I guess, generations, whether they like Cassandra or Stephanie, and get them involved as well. Which I think I've done because if people don't like the vintage comics, and I know that a lot of them don't have those comics available to them, then... I think they are at least able to relate to the modern comics where we have Birds of sure. Prey and then Batgirl. So I think that is working out. I, I'm happy with the way it has gone. Um, obviously, in the beginning, I was kind of upset with the quality, but a lot of people have stuck on and said that it's uh, it's been doing well. So I'm happy to hear that. For the year ahead, I'm still planning on you know doing the same format. Uh, starting in January, I'm actually going to start reviewing a media appearance of okay. Babs. so i'm going to start with the first appearance that she was in the 60s batman tv series good. and uh so yeah so each episode do that and i think that'll be nice and a lot of people are looking forward to those so i think hopefully people will enjoy those as well
4: excellent that'll be good i know i've uh, i've enjoyed and i'm enjoying your your uh reviews of the the older books as well as the newer books and right. uh Possibly like yourself. I got a, a copy of the Batgirl showcase for Christmas last yeah, year. Yeah. And um, as I've said elsewhere, I do I do read the the issues um, as it were with you as you review them. So it's kind of uh, that's given me a different perspective on those. So I, I appreciate you doing those. Yeah. My second question about the uh, the podcast is uh, a bit tongue in cheek, really. But as, as you know from some of my my comments elsewhere, I've become a big fan over the last year of Kimberly Rockmore. Oh yes. And um, as try as I might, I think she's she's possibly the one the one thing that seems to have um, foxed the internet. You just can't find any information about her. So I just wondered if you could if you could give us a. Um, a few details about her background. I'd love to know where she's from because that accent, I just can't get a, a grip on it. And um, whether whether there's any plans to uh, to make her a regular in the year ahead.
6: Um, I certainly hope that she stays on as a regular. Uh, you know, sometimes it is hard to find news bits uh, for sure. her to come on and actually explain. Um, I think that she 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 hasn't expressed a lot of her um, history to me, but because I think she's partly ashamed of it. But I believe oh, really? that, I think she may yeah maybe I believe she grew up in a quote unquote dodgy Potter part of London.
4: Okay.
6: Um, I'm not sure what dodgy means in that context, but it doesn't
4: right. sound right. good. And, I think uh, I've been to that particular dodgy corner of London, and <laughs> I, I think I know exactly what it means.
6: Okay. Uh, so <laughs> I always like to think of England as being really nice and full of pastors and picturesque, so I was shocked to hear this. But she actually got her education over here in America. Um, I oh, met okay. Her, yeah, I met her at the University of Virginia and um so she got her bachelor of arts in media studies and english fantastic and, uh, yeah but currently she's she's over uh back in england um and i couldn't actually tell you i mean perhaps i'll just throw out glastonbury that that could potentially oh
4: yeah, okay where okay I,
6: yeah she may live around there but it's hard she doesn't tell me too much um but and I guess maybe I've just never never taken the time to ask her about her history. I should do that, and we should have a nice biography episode and back Yeah, York,
4: absolutely. But.
6: but I know that she really appreciates um, your dedication, and um, I know that she's flattered that you think so highly of her, and so hopefully other people do as well.
4: Well, that's kind. Perhaps perhaps when you speak to her next, you could you could just pass my details to her, and if you know maybe she could get in touch.
6: I I will I will indeed.
4: Great, thank you very much. Okay, next question. Okay. So, uh this week I've been listening to uh, some of the older programs. Uh, I listened again to the the first episode and also the 10th episode with Mr. Miller. Oh yeah. And so I've got a couple of questions off of the back of those. Uh in the first in the first episode, you you open the show with a song that was new to me, uh, Unbreakable by Fireflight, and I must oh, okay. admit I I don't know that. Uh, I don't know that group, but uh, I've found out a little bit about them since. And um, you've you said online that you think if Barbara had a theme song, that would be her her theme song. Yes. So I'd be interested to hear just a, a few words about that, and okay. further to that, whether you, whether you, if if Stephanie had a theme song, what you think that might be.
6: Hmm. Good questions all around you're really trying to stump <laughs> me here, well, definitely, Barbara, even though you know she looks really breakable now because she's you know in her ch- wheelchair and everything, I always thought of her as a really strong person, and I think that no matter what happens to her, uh she will always overcome what has happened, okay. so that's why I really thought about this unbreakable, and it's such a powerful rock song too that you mm. know it just seems like. Whenever she's getting in a fight, that definitely I think that would be a great tune for her. As for Stephanie, that's a tough one. Do you have any, uh, when you're making well, this question, did you have any opinions on this?
4: Absolutely. I, uh, I'm a big fan of Paramore. And okay. uh, I, uh, I'm not a 19-year-old girl, but I suspect that, <laughs> uh, I suspect that Stephanie would also be a, a big f- fan of Paramore. And uh, I think her theme tune could be the song Emergency. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you can if you can hear it in your mind, but the, the, the song always starts with what to me sounds like a kind of siren ringing. Um, so that's the kind of uh, her her call, if you like. And uh, just listening to the lyrics, they they talk about uh, they talk about sticking at something, about not giving up, um, about love and wanting to be loved, and, and above all, I think above um, about forgiveness. So they all seem to be they all seem to be things that uh, would connect with Steph.
6: Wow, yeah, there is a reason I knew it, that we were such good friends, because uh, they are indeed my um, my favorite band, so... Oh, really? Yes.
4: That is, so, that's, oh yeah.
6: Yeah, um, I think I would, yeah, I would definitely agree with you there, um, and I think that she does deserve an equally uh, powerful song as well, so, I was trying to think of something that, um, like a song about rushing into things before looking, but I can't really pull up anything in my mind but definitely I think that is a I would definitely
4: go with a. you'd be happy with that would you
6: yes I
4: would okay excellent and my my last question that I prepared here so uh, as I say I was listening to listening to the a couple of the older shows this week on my my drive to work and on the 10th episode with the interview with Mr. Miller which is one of my favorite episodes um, Mr. Miller talks about this season two giving barbara some challenges when it comes to handling uh wendy harris and i just wondered again whether you had any had any thoughts on on what those challenges might be how they might present themselves
6: um hmm it's hard to say because in the past few issues there haven't really been too many interactions between wendy and babs and i think that's I think Brian has done that purposely since Babs has been currently steeped in a lot of uh, Birds of Prey stuff. A lot of challenges. Um, I wonder if... I mean, I think that Wendy still has a lot of um, things to overcome emotionally, uh, because we saw that in like the first five issues, where she was just really angry. And even though it seems that she's let that anger aside, I think there probably still are going to be some self-confidence issues. And maybe Wendy is gonna start question what questioning what her place is on this Batgirl team. Uh okay. because Well because right now it's really Babs and Batgirl and then Wendy steps in, but perhaps at some point Wendy is gonna wonder, you know, when am I gonna kinda of be the main person that Batgirl goes to or where how do I fit into this this team?
4: Sure. Interesting.
6: Do you have any thoughts on that since you yeah, I brought that up?
4: I I, I kinda think that uh, having having enjoyed the the last the last year of, of issues of Batgirl, that one of the challenges that Barbara may face with Wendy is that uh, I've always I've always appreciated that Barbara is uh, is somebody who who wants to get the right result, but but won't go to any means to get the result. There's a right way in her eyes to get the right result, and um, I, I just wonder whether I just wonder whether Wendy may not be quite so concerned with doing things the right way to her maybe the the end result is is all important and how you get there isn't isn't going to be so important
6: yeah that is kind of the way for her it's not really uh how you get from a to b it's just getting to b
4: yeah and 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 again my mind turns to the uh the issue of um bruce wayne the road home where um, where Bruce talked about keeping an eye on the the, the two young girls, and right. uh, so again, I just wonder if I just wonder if there's a a little clue there um, that ties in with uh, Mr. Miller's comments.
6: Yeah, because and that kind of shocked me coming from Bruce, and especially because I mean Alfred stuck up for uh, Stephanie, and yeah. it was, which was pretty different. But I feel like Bruce wouldn't normally. Um, really look at the fact that their fathers are criminals like it seems like that's the main point he was making you know we have yeah. to remember that their parents were clue master and um oh no i just forgot his name what calculator yeah there we go thank you and so we need to keep track of this as if there's something planted in their brains and they're gonna go yeah at any moment but yeah i'm not i'm not sure what to what to think of that
4: good Fantastic. That's that's my uh, that's my prepared questions.
6: Wow. I appreciate so great questions. Thank you. I so know. I'm now
4: uh, I'm now heading over to my uh, <laughs> my sister in law's for her uh, for her pre Christmas summit. I'm sure uh, I'm sure NATO troops have been mobilized with less okay. planning than my sister in law looks for at Christmas. But oh,
6: uh, think of me. I will, indeed. I will pray for you, sir. And uh, I will definitely pass along um, your congratulations to Kimberly as well, and I'll be sure to get some notes on her.
4: If you would, that would be great. And if you could pass my best wishes on to the rest of the guys that you're going to speak to this evening, I'm looking at them here, chatting away, and uh, uh, as I say, just mention them to me and uh, have a, have a good rest of the day.
6: I will, thank you, and please give my regards to Charlotte as well. Shall do. Okay, thank you so much.
4: Thank you, Stella. Speak to you soon.
6: Okay, bye. Bye, bye now. Next on the line is Josh Bertoni.
7: Happy birthday.
6: Thank you.
7: Is it weird to hear happy birthday a month after your actual birthday?
6: <laughs> um, I mean, a little strange. I should say the same to you, sir. Happy birthday to you.
7: Thanks, I know. I Our birthdays are a day apart. Yeah, that's like-
6: pretty nice.
7: Every year when we get a Stella birthday post on the front page of Crawl Space, uh, there's a Britoni one that follows right afterwards. Yep,
6: so. yep. So I think what I'm asking people is, uh, well, I guess I know what I'm asking people, is tell me how you found the show. I mean, for some people, this will be really apparent. And then if you have a favorite moment to share that.
7: Well, I found the show. Um, I was on a hiking expedition over in Cairo with um, my graduate school, and there was uh, there was some unfortunate incidents, and we wound up wandering the desert for about five or six months, and when I got to Civilization, the first thing that I saw was a billboard advertising Batgirl the Oracle, <laughs> so I immediately downloaded it, and... Now, um, I found the show um, the way that most other people did. Uh, actually, before it even existed on Crawl Space, uh, in the View New Posts thread, that, not thread, but in the View New post button, there was a topic, Would You Listen to a Barbara Gordon Podcast? And, of course, I was like, hmm, I wonder if this is by Stella. And, you know, you just have to look down and it says, by Spider Girl. And it's like, Okay. And I said, yes, I would listen to a Barbara Gordon podcast. That's excited, And then I proceeded to harass uh, Spider Girl with a bunch of PMs. Uh, <laughs> about, oh, my gosh, this is cool. How are you going to do this? What's, uh, when's this happening? What, what, how's this going to get off the ground? And uh, got off the ground it did one year ago. I remember listening to the first episode. And uh, it's uh, had a fun ride ever since. Favorite moment, though. Let me think about this.
6: Well, as you're thinking, I do have to say that you were probably one of my uh, staunchest supporters in the very beginning, and um, you were very helpful with all those, as you say, you know, harassing PMs. You gave me my first uh, list of appearances, kind of the big ones, and then I slowly started accumulating, and you even offered to, to send me uh, scans and um, even a showcase of that girl. So I'm very, you know, indebted to you, and I very much appreciate your support from the very beginning.
7: Hey, no problem. I mean the podcast has brought hours of entertainment and you know well definitely it's brought a year of entertainment at yeah, this point, if you yeah. can believe that. And I know it's shocking. It's uh I mean I was excited about the subject matter and uh I've I've been a listener of uh of uh Stella on other podcasts, so uh I, I knew that she can pull it off. Uh which <laughs> I'd have to say one of my favorite moments uh was when you got the letter from... And I'm, I'm blanking on the woman's name, but the one who sent you... Uh, oh, uh,
6: right, right. Eva from <laughs> Brothers.
7: I'd have to say when you got the letter from Eva because that's, that's very, very satisfying, and that just shows the power of uh, this petition that you were doing because... I mean, the peti- I'd almost call the petition a moment of the podcast itself because that's – there's lots of petitions online. I mean, there's a million petitions by fans. Restore the marriage for, to Peter and Mary Jane or, you know, get this thing on DVD. But this petition has yeah, – yeah, there's so many petitions out there, you know, like, like ones for Peter and Mary Jane's marriage to be restored or, you know, for – I'm, there's a petition about everything so a lot of them just get written off but the fact that you got a response from Warner Brothers that shows that like that not only are they you know taking the time to acknowledge this but it's legitimizing it by acknowledging it right. which I, I think is awesome and I mean, and what that was in the span of a few months I mean some petitions take years to, yeah. so if, when you read that letter on air I think that that's like a very very satisfying victory moment uh I have other funny moment um I'll, I'll I'll say what's a fat one even though that's <laughs> on this podcast. Uh, okay, my uh, I said
6: I would never be able to live that one down, I think.
7: Yeah. So, do you know how many thought balloons Barbara Gordon had in? Uh, oh, oh
6: boy. And which oh. one of those ones where she just appears a name only? Who knows.
7: Or like one panel's the back of her head.
6: Oh, that's happened. Yeah. So, <laughs>
7: yeah w well, what are you looking forward to uh with the uh for the for the next year
6: yeah and okay so i what i'm looking forward to i guess first of all is uh potentially getting- more celebrity um interviews I would like to ask chuck dixon and scott betty uh in the springtime and scott actually emailed me completely out of the blue to thank me on behalf of himself and chuck for starting that petition um so i feel like i maybe have a connection there but i'd really like to sit down and and talk with them about that year one since i love that so much and actually starting in january i'm going to start reviewing a one media appearance of babs per episode so uh, in January, I'll start with her first appearance in um, the 1960s Batman. So I'm looking forward to that.
7: Oh, oh, oh that that'll be that'll be fun. Oh,
6: <laughs> I don't, it should be fun. I think so.
7: What are you? What are you uh, because about? because the 60s is wacky and stuff and oh, and. Oh. When she first appeared, like, her dad sets her up on a date with Bruce, which is really weird.
6: Yeah, because we, yeah, and we were discussing this, you know, and we did our little, um, our DVD uh, commentary, too.
7: Right, yeah. yeah. Oh, that phone call. Yeah, you're going to eventually have to cover that, then, because that's a media appearance.
6: Yeah, it'll be a while for that, though, I'm sure. But, yeah, so I'm looking forward, you know, I hope that uh, this goes on for a long time. I mean... I have so many appearances comic appearances to get through that you know it'll go on for a while but I appreciate everyone listening in and, and your devotion to it
7: I'm looking forward to uh, and I don't think I don't know if you'll get to this in the next year or not because I haven't mapped out like how long this will take but the, uh, when you get up to Batman Family
6: oh yes and, uh,
7: yes and and that's where Dick and Babs kind of starts to kick off in fact that's, that's their first kiss
6: well well, well yeah and I know which one you're talking about too. Yeah, it should be interesting.
7: Yeah, though, where she shuts him up by kissing him. So yeah, the Batman family stuff with her is fun. Oh, and uh, course of it, you're you're eventually gonna have to go go do killing Joe. But
6: oh dear, yes, yeah, I know. It'll come at some point. But yeah.
7: get, you should you should get Alan Moore to be your guest host on that episode and I say don't know, why wow. why yeah. that <laughs> why would be
6: interesting do you have any uh questions or anything
7: uh yeah when are we going to get a betty kane episode
6: Oh boy um i have no idea that should be one of the lost episodes but you know you know so much about betty kane that should probably be the time where you come on and uh guest host with me i think
7: no we we should totally like she only had uh uh maybe like half a dozen appearances um in the 50s or 60s like we could totally knock those out in an episode and just yeah. goof on them
6: it's doable i'll definitely i'll figure out a good time to do that because i know there are probably some diehard betty kane fans out there which are really upset that i haven't done that so i'll definitely look into that
7: oh uh, well i mean obviously <laughs> i'm not I'm, I'm not the betty kane devotee That uh i just i'm, I'm just looking forward to goofing on her in a podcast yeah. i mean it and you'll, and you'll see why when you get to some of those stories.
6: Oh, yeah, I'm sure.
7: There, there, there's a reason why most media incarnations uh, skip to Babs.
6: Oh, dear. T- yes, agreeable. Okay, well, do you have anything else?
7: Uh, thank you for having me on. Thank you yeah. for the year of entertainment, and uh, I look forward to year two.
6: Okay, thank you so much for coming on, and thanks again for your support in the very beginning and all the help that you've given me.
7: Anytime, and uh, you know, feel free to holler in the future. You know, it's um, I'm it's great being a part of this podcasting community with each other, and Definitely. Uh, yeah, I I've learned my lesson about thought balloons.
6: Oh yes, I'm glad. Okay, well, thanks again for calling.
7: Next year it'll be
6: speech balloons. Oh my word! Okay, don't you dare. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Calling next via internet waves is donovan hello hi (laughs) how are you doing today i'm okay how are you
8: i'm very well thank you let me go red so no noise will come up so how have you enjoyed this past year on batgirl oracle
6: um, I've enjoyed it, you know, starting out, it was really a lot of intense work and sleepless nights. And, uh, you know, the first product, I think I'm always really hard on myself, but I thought, oh, no, this isn't as good. But I was, you know, pleasantly surprised to see that people really enjoyed it. So yeah, I've, I've overall been really happy. I mean, to get uh, Brian Q. Miller on was really awesome as well. So that was definitely one of the highlights.
8: Oh yes. Well, when you have a quality show, people will come, no matter if they are professionals or fans. So, just some just goes to show you what you got going on here. It's good stuff all around. Um, but I I have reasons for calling, for Okay. besides just you know being a fan of the show. Yeah.
6: Um. Well, before I guess you get started with that, I um I've been asking people how you found the show, which for you it may be obvious, and then uh if you had a favorite moment.
8: Okay. Uh. Well, obviously I found well. I don't. I guess it was first announced that you were doing the show on Crawl Space, and I remember on Crawl Space it was post, The first episode was posted up on the front um, on the front page. But I don't. I don't remember if I if I just downloaded it off iTunes or not. But that's probably where I was first aware of it. And I listened to it. It was about maybe 25, 30 minutes. And I was. I was. I was. I don't want to. I don't want to come off come off as kind of or anything, But I was surprised how funny it was. I okay. just thought it. I just, I just found it, like, really entertaining, like, the way you would recap, um, like, the uh, the old issues, like, like, say things like, um, Carmine and know and stuff like that, and I, I just oh, yes. found it very, very entertaining, and, um, my favorite moment would probably be, um, let's see, let's see, let's see, um, that's a good question, because they all kind of, there was one moment I think you had like the like the episode before last you were recapping uh one of the back issues and I, I I remember laughing a lot but I forgot what it was I'll probably just stick with um I guess I guess maybe maybe the whole the whole episode that you and Kevin did back year one
5: because
8: mm-hmm. I I enjoyed that series as well and I thought that was an a long episode uh very much um. It was very, it was, it was, it was well worth the extra time. I thought it was very, very well done.
6: Thank you. No, not at all.
8: It's good stuff. It's good stuff.
6: Yeah. Okay. So you said, yeah, you were starting before I rudely interrupted. Um,
8: <laughs> You're the host. You can do whatever
6: <laughs> Yeah. You had a reason for calling in.
8: Well, I, I, obviously the reason was to show my support for the show. But I did want to uh, uh, address and not take up too much time, but give sort of my opinion on, uh, the la- something you've mentioned in the last episode okay someone emailed in uh, saying what did you what would you think about the proposition that somehow Cassandra Kane would become Batgirl again and there would be two Batgirls.
6: oh yes yes okay
8: and you gave you know and you gave your opinion which is fine I'm not gonna you know, say what well, do you think of your opinion I okay. just wanted to, to say uh, sort of like my feelings on that because I, f- I found that I found that um you said, that there were two reasons why you felt like it wasn't a good idea that the first first thing was that you would there would be too many books for <laughs> yes. the, for for the character
6: oh it's a problem yeah
8: i and, and I'm not, I'm not going to dispute that there's like Lord knows there's like twenty Batman books I mean. oh yeah, ask us on t v we go over all of them way too long but um I think that it's sort of a different case because it's well I, I guess on one hand it is it is another Batman title in in essence, but I feel it's a little different because it's not like hmm maybe this is a very good uh, example. But I was I was thinking like there's a difference between like like um, Batgirl and you know Barbara Gordon, Stephanie Stephanie Brown, Cassandra Cain. I, I, in my opinion, you go after like the characters and not just like the titles most of the time. Like if you were going if you were a Robin fan. And, you, and your favorite Robin was Dick Grayson. Would you not? Would you automatically not pick it up because Tim Drake had the title, or would you support it because you're a fan of Robin and hope to see Dick Grayson? I found that, I found that a little bit. Um, I, I wasn't sure I followed the logic of that, but that may be just a personal opinion of mine.
6: Okay, no, I understand what you're saying.
8: Um, the second thing is that you said that people this is the the, the bicker thing and you said that people have to be forced to choose sides and i'm not sure i follow that reasoning because when uh, the main example um, dick Grayson is batman and bruce wayne is batman i'm not sure i see people flocking to one or the other because they have to choose the batman i just think people like again i think people will like whichever characters identities they like like if they're like, if they're a dick grayson fan they'll Pick up Batman And if they're a Bruce Wayne fan They'll pick up Batman Inc And they can pick up both I mean I guess it's a price thing But I don't think that if Hypothetically Cassandra Were to become Batgirl again People would choose sides If they like the character They would pick up the book I'm not sure if it would just be Well I I need to choose the Batgirl Let me flip a coin You know what I'm saying
6: Yeah well don't you think They're subliminal Okay Don't you think that They're subconsciously (laughs) choosing sides If they choose to only pick up One of those books
8: I don't think so because I just I just find it like again going going to it's it's going to like the 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 argument that I don't see people saying oh well, Bruce is back so I'm going to drop Batman and Detective and um, just follow him I I've never heard anybody say that so I mean and if, and if there are you know that that could be a thing but I just find that they're more interested in like you 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 first. Started reading Batgirl, like like this this latest volume, um, because Barbara Gordon was in it, and you wanted to give Stephanie Brown a chance, right? Right. Okay. I mean, like, I don't, I don't think that. I mean, I think if, if you were to um, drop it because Barbara Gordon wasn't Batgirl, I think there'll be a conflict of interest. I mean, that's why you that's why you read Birds of Prey because that's where her, most of her adventures are now going on, and I think that if Cassandra Cain became Batgirl again. They would follow that for Cassandra Cain, and they wouldn't follow that just because they had to choose a Batgirl. And the same thing, like they could still pick up Stephanie Brown books because that's that's Stephanie Brown's book. And it also goes on with the lines that I think that if you have two Batmans, and that that kind of frees up the market for anything. I mean, you know, you have Damian Wayne as Robin, then you have Tim Drake as Red Robin. So I I think it's perfectly logical that you could have two Batgirls. But I will say I don't think. Cassandra needs to become Batgirl again. I would be perfectly fine if she just did did her own thing. I don't I don't think she should become Batgirl again just because it seemed like a a transitional period that she's kind of gone be gone past. Um, I don't think she she should become Nightwing, but I just kind of wanted to give my thoughts on that real quick. Yeah,
6: no, I appreciate it, and you know I think that. I mean, obviously Cassandra deserves so much respect as a character, and I feel like uh, having two Batgirls, I mean, I just think she deserves perhaps another title to separate her from um, the other Batgirl, not get them confused, but I guess we'll see. I mean, I do understand about the whole Batman, and then, you know, the Captain America thing, I think I referenced that in the podcast, having two of them is just really confusing sometimes, I think, but... Yes. Yeah, I guess what we'll see what's in store. I mean, I'm hopeful. I think we keep hearing things that, you know, this is going to be a big year for the character and there are little teases everywhere, but when it's going to happen, who knows? But I, I'm hopeful to see um, see what happens to that character and learn more about her, definitely.
8: Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I have one more thing, and just just to keep it on topic, because I, I don't want to all get with Cassandra crap. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, that federal uh, Barbara Gordon fan... In your opinion, what do you think is would be the number one moment in Batgirl's history, whether it be the comics or like the media interpretation, interpretations of the character, that you would point to and say, "Yes, this is Barbara Gordon, and this is why
6: I like her." Okay, this is Barbara Gordon, and this is why I like her. Um, at first, I thought you meant you know for her career, and I had one particular panel in mind, but. As for Barbara, you know, it's definitely going to come, I think, from Batgirl Year One. And um, one moment that I think always sticks in my mind is when she's um, in front of the desk of, I believe it was, oh, a guy high up in the, uh, in the FBI, I believe. Uh-huh. And uh, he's telling her, you know, you don't meet the height requirements. And she's going on, you know, listing her background, basically giving him her resume. But that's, that's nothing, you know, you don't meet the height requirements. We're basically not going to let you in. And I think, um, I mean, this is why I really like her is because I kind of connect with her. I, I probably don't meet a lot of height requirements. But, you know, if Peter Parker is the everyman, I think that Barbara Gordon is the everywoman. And I think that she is so easy to um, relate to. You know, Wonder Woman is such a powerful character, but I think in the end you don't really relate to this Amazonian princess. And, you know, I've said before that I could really see myself being, like, best friends with Barbara Gordon. And I like her attitude, her power, her intelligence. And I think that's just one of those panels why, you know, even though she's turned away from that guy, she decides that she's going to power on and then you know she later breaks into the jsa headquarters so that's just one of the the great panels uh the panel that i originally had in mind when you were talking about or asking that question if it was like one panel to kind of summarize the biggest moment in her career i think it would still come from batgirl year one and it would be where all you see are the shadows of batman batgirl and robin and they're under the tree at the graveyard by thomas and martha wayne and she's giving him uh the oath that you know she'll do everything um that she'll she'll pledge um loyalty and secrecy and you know that's just one of those big moments i think Mm. finally being accepted and then you know being the hero that she was meant to be so those are the two big moments i think
8: okay fantastic
6: yeah okay well thank you so much for calling um if people don't know, would you like to? I guess I should have asked this for Josh, but you know, what kind of projects do you have? I listen. I've been listening to one uh, very happily. What kind of things do you do?
8: Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yes. Um, the one I'm most uh, happy to be on right now is, and I think the one you're referring to is Amazing Spider-Man Classics Podcast. And uh, with Josh and uh, John Wilson, we go over every initial appearance of spider-man going all the way back to 1962 so right now all we have done is the stanley steve dicko era with some guest shots and other titles every now and then and we do have a ton of fun doing that um i have somehow found myself on clone saga chronicles where we go over the 90s clone saga and spider-man comics that's a lot of fun uh, uh zach joiner hosts that one and um I also do, like, the initial show I was on, and I'm still on, is a Spectacular Whips podcast with Thomas Mattis. Um, I've also found myself on the Batman Universe podcast, which Josh is on, and um, a future couple is it runs the is show of that. And uh, I also do reviews for the Spider-Man Crawl Space uh, website. I do uh, the 90s show reviews, which I'm actually working on right now I'm in the middle of the latest one, So that is my little thing. And, yeah, but, your,
6: your resume, yeah.
8: That's just, well, I mean, it's not, it's not Decker of Oracle, so oh. what, can, what can I say?
6: <laughs> well, no, I bet you're on stunning things as well, so definitely.
8: No, well, well yeah. I want to say thank you for having me on. You, you keep up the good work. You're doing a great job.
6: Oh, thank you, and thanks for calling. I appreciate your
8: support. No, not at all, not at all.
6: Okay, well, I'm sure I will talk to you sometime. All right, you take care. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. Next up, one of the big men on campus, Dustin from the Batman Universe. Hello. Hello. How are you doing, sir? Good, how are you? I'm, I'm okay. There were some technical issues, but, you know, what can you do?
9: Yeah, I know <laughs> how that happens.
6: Oh, yes, I'm sure you do. Okay, so I guess what I'm at, what well, would you like to introduce yourself? You're kind of... One of the big men on the uh, the podcasting world. So, would you like to introduce
9: yourself? Yeah, sure. Hi, this is uh, Dustin from the Batman Universe, uh, also the Batman Universe comic podcast, the Batman Universe podcast, the Batman Universe specials.
6: That's that's uh, an intense list. And I have to say, when I whenever I talk about you, I say that you're you know um, the lead on one of the foremost Batman sites and podcasts. So. Well
9: well thank you i appreciate that
6: yeah i'm very happy to to know you um and for all the things that you have done for me uh what i'm asking i know you have to jet out of here but what i'm asking of people that come on is you know how you discovered and this would be interesting i'm not sure how you discovered this podcast and then if you had a favorite moment from the past
9: year okay um i would say i discovered the podcast just really browsing the net uh it came up by accident uh Tony Beetle uh, also known as Josh he uh, mentioned it to me once or twice and I browsed around the net couldn't remember the exact name of it uh, at first when you first I mean this was this was right after you had your first episode and came across it list gave it a listen and really really thought it was something worthwhile I mean as much as you know me and all of my guys do everything Batman you specifically cover a lot of Batgirl and we can't always do that and Batgirl deserves the attention that you you, you definitely give her. Um, as far as my favorite moment from the past year I'd have to say it would have to be you coming on our podcast talking about uh, Batgirl year one and the petition that you guys were doing because that's something that I know that you specifically uh, really feel for but there's obviously a ton of fans out there who really feel for it too and I'm one of those fans. I'd love to see Batgirl Year One into something, into into an animated film. That'd be great.
6: Right. Yeah, and Josh came on and said his favorite moment was when I actually received the letter from Warner Brothers and that that was just, you know, um, a great moment.
9: Yeah. So I can't stay forever. Okay. I have obviously yeah. a thousand podcasts to do, Go but ahead. I do want to yeah. say uh, I, I want to congratulate you because not everybody can start up a podcast and really make it successful. You know, We'll be celebrating our three year anniversary in in uh, January and uh, we've obviously grown a lot more than uh, we have in the past but uh, it takes a lot of effort and I know how how much uh, you know you don't always get a ton of emails from listeners you don't always get a ton of feedback and it really takes dedication you know I applaud you for that because not a lot of people can do what you do and the rest of us in the podcast community can do. So, congratulations.
6: Oh, thank you so much. And I really appreciate your support not only of the podcast but of the um the petition as well.
9: All right. Take it easy.
6: Thanks you too. Our next caller on the line is Tyler.
0: Oh, Pop Tarts.
6: Hello. Pop Tarts?
0: Yes, college students, that's what we do.
6: Oh, that's not healthy. <laughs> Okay, so welcome, Tyler. Um, I guess what I'm asking of people is, uh, you know, how did you find the podcast? This one may be a little um, apparent for you, and then if you had a favorite moment from the past year.
0: Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, well, the way I found the podcast is how a lot of people found it. I like, found it through the Crawl Space, right? Uh, kind of the least Batgirl-related place on the interwebs, but uh,
6: <laughs> very true.
0: Uh, found it there and started listening because I listened to the entire family of crawl Space podcasts, uh, and, you know, found it enjoyable, so I kept listening, and I have to say that my, uh, favorite moment from the past year has to be the, uh, your, the, uh, George Berryman commentary.
6: Oh, okay, of Wonder Woman, okay.
0: Yes, by far my favorite episode. Uh, sat there and actually, I got the uh, Wonder Woman thing just so I could listen to it and know what the heck was going on. So
6: Okay. Did you enjoy Wonder Woman?
0: I did. It was much more enjoyable than I thought it would be, especially yeah. because you know, they canceled that girl for it. Thought it was oh. going to be horrible.
6: Okay, well do you have any questions or anything?
0: Uh nope, just wanted to call in and, you know, tell you how much I've enjoyed the show over the past year. Can't believe it's been a full year already.
6: I know. It is pretty shocking.
0: Uh hope you get even more interviews and all that good stuff up over the next upcoming year and hopefully we see a real batgirl year um one animated movie
6: yeah let's hope so and thank you so much for supporting the podcast and continuing to listen no problem okay thanks for calling in
0: okay no problem thank you for having me
6: uh-huh bye, bye. next on the line is steve j rogers hey hello and How are you? Are you having yourself a very old Christmas? Um, yeah. I think so. Yeah? i
5: going to show you how much shopping have you uh,
6: still had left. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't have any shopping left. I actually tried to do it before Thanksgiving, so I wouldn't encounter this crazy rush. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Hey, um,
5: I Okay,
6: yeah, uh, yeah, there's just a lot of background noise, yeah, there's a law that in, uh, Kevin and I's opinion that, uh, Barbara
5: to walk again, okay That oh, Well, not be formalized to walk again, and she'll become a Night
6: One. okay, yeah, become Night. one, okay well, um, at the same panel,
5: Sandy um, Neal actually said that night wind will not come back. Okay. But of course, that, of course, people say, it take, well, that means that come back would mean either push pens a child or embrace it, it, but I don't know, it's kind of, uh, the way you said it makes me think that the character is not going to be, for that um, anytime soon am sure you're the better, getting I think
6: Yeah, it's hard to say, and of course this is more for uh, Kevin's, um, his name I'm not it oh, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Dan DiDio said Nightwing's not coming back. I don't know if that
5: leaves us. See, that's what
7: I got to do. I got oh. to
5: slap label. We shall see. Yeah.
6: yeah. Oh, so what I'm asking people uh, uh, that come on is how you found the podcast and whether you had any favorite moment
5: for oh, I found a podcast from from being a member of the false message board and wanting to message boards and getting four and five times for a long time, so that's how I found it. Uh, favorite moment? Uh, I don't know. I um, don't really. <laughs> it, that sounds bad, but I mean, there's not really one thing that sticks out. They all men been great, you know, Nice and
6: some artists. moments to you then, I guess. Yes. Okay.
5: <laughs>
6: okay, do you have anything else? Um no, that's all. Uh,
5: it, right, so I just come back this one year, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll have an better things in the coming year.
6: Yeah, thank you so much for calling in, and thank you for your continued of course, if people don't know, you're the one who actually got me the Gail Simone and Denny O'Neill recording. So I very much appreciate you standing in those lines just to get them to say something for the podcast. You're very welcome, Stella.
5: Hopefully I can some more next year
6: at you Okay, I look forward to it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, take care. You too. Bye. Bye. Our next well-wisher is, well, you know, whenever I see his name on the Spider-Man crawlspace message boards, all I think of is, Berserker Barrage, Berserker Barrage, where Wolverine does his crazy thing in Marvel vs. Capcom. But anyways, our next well-wisher is Jason. Hello? Hello. Hey, Stella. Hey, you sound happy, not angry.
2: I I know, I'm... I'm trying to be less angry uh,
6: <laughs> that's, that's good So how are you doing? I feel like I haven't spoken with you for a while uh,
2: I know, it's, it's been too long I'm, I'm doing pretty good I'm sitting here listening to some metal And working on a paper for, for my democracy and power class
6: Okay, yeah, listening to metal Always a good thing, I guess <laughs> Okay, um, what I'm asking people is How you found the show And then if you have a favorite moment From the past year
2: uh, I found the show because I'm on Crawl Space, <coughs> and and I see your giant advertisements for it everywhere. Uh, <laughs> Gosh,
6: not everywhere.
2: Well, not everywhere, but you know what I mean. Um, uh, I don't know if I could pick a favorite moment. I I've just been enjoying it. Um, I uh, I I haven't really been following a lot of the current Batman stuff. as I'm not a fan of uh, Grant Morrison, but uh, it's it's, it's Good to hear your opinions on stuff, and I like Batgirl. I'm, I'm very glad that Cassandra Kane is back, because right? I'm a fan of yeah. Cassandra. And uh, I, I, I do, another place I know I agree with you is I'm a, I fall into the Barbara Gordon should be with Dick Grayson category oh, of things.
6: Oh, yes, okay.
2: <laughs> but, you know, be, being one of the crew of uh, the Clone Saga Chronicles, when it, we you know, whenever we act get the chance to get it recorded. I want to say congratulations on uh, having a year uh, talking about Batgirl and Barbara Gordon.
6: Yeah, thank you so much. It's really shocking. You know, when I started this, like any, I think, independent production, you know, you don't really think it'll go very long. But I'm very shocked and pleasantly shocked that it has gone on a year.
2: Well, it's a very entertaining show. Uh, Keep up the good work. And, uh... It's great to talk to you because I'm gonna to talk to you very much, and uh, also keep up the great work on uh, Crawl Space. It's it's always entertaining to hear you, you know, bust busting everyone else in the junk. Uh,
6: <laughs> you know, I'm trying to calm down and be a nicer person. But well, uh, d- yeah. Do you have any questions or anything? Um.
2: <clears throat> yeah, actually, I I do. Okay. Um. Si- since um. Stephanie Brown is is now Batgirl, but Cassandra Kane is back. What do you what do you think Cassandra Cain's role is going to be? Uh, I guess, in the Bat family?
6: That's tough. Um and uh, you know, it's funny because Donovan, you know, is just talking about this. I don't want her to be another Batgirl. I just don't think that she needs to pick up that mantle again. Um, I think she definitely has a place on the um like as a partnership with Tim. And Tim has seemed to be kind of a loner as of late. Now, I'm not reading Red Robin, but just my perception of what has been going on. And I think it would be great for him and her to have a really great partnership. As for, you know, what her particular identity will be, I have no idea. Uh, It may be really different to have her be something that's not in the Bat family and something just of her own making. But I think that she does deserve to get back into the realm of the bats somehow and and be more of a presence than we have seen her
2: i think that would be cool i, I confess i'm personally not exactly a, a big fan of the current dick and uh bruce being batman and then we're right. going to have you know batman all around the globe yeah. I, I i think dick should be nightwing because i think he's grown into his own hero uh, as Nightwing and Damien Wayne annoys the crap out of me. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Agreed.
2: Please, uh, I'm gonna, uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna quote Michael Bailey here. Last time Robin, this was annoying. We voted to have him killed off. Oh
6: yes, 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 indeed.
2: <laughs> but uh, uh, one thing I'll say is, uh, have you seen the movie Chocolate? This may sound weird. It's it's There's it's uh, a
6: vampires. Right? No, no
2: no 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 this this is this is a Taiwanese. this is a no this is a a Thai uh, martial arts movie and the girl who uh, plays the main character I think would be perfect to play Cassandra Cain in a movie
6: I will have to look at this chocolate
2: yes it's just called chocolate Quentin okay. Tarantino loved it it's it's about oh, okay. it's, it's, it's 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 not like you know, a Tarantino movie though, with you know, constant, constant sex. I was just but, uh,
6: about to ask, yeah, how violent are we talking here?
2: It, it's it's fairly violent. It's not like the Kill Bill level, but you know, it's it's a martial arts movie, so people okay. get kicked in the face constantly. But it's about an autistic girl, who um, though she's autistic, but but she she they live next to uh, this like Muay Thai uh, boxing academy, and uh, she kind of follows that, and through that she she ends up becoming a really good good at Muay Thai, and uh, she and her brother go to collect payments that are owed to her uh, mother, that her mother needs for, like, back surgery. It's a really good movie.
6: Okay. Is it in English, or is it a foreign film?
2: No. No, it is a foreign film.
6: Okay. No, I'm fine with that. Some people don't like to read subtitles, but I'm completely fine. No, okay. I will definitely check it out. I'm reminded that Blood and Chocolate was the one with vampires or werewolves or something. But yeah, Chocolate. I wrote it down, so I'll definitely check that out.
2: I just remember I saw it, and then on on the message board don don donovan saw trailer for it and said get this girl to play cassie now oh,
6: So, okay.
2: <laughs> and i'm like you know what he's right she would do make a good cassandra Kane."
6: okay i will definitely check that out thanks for letting me know
2: you're welcome and uh last thing one, once i get to it because i've got a huge stack of trades uh before i get to it because the convention i went to i will tell you how what i think about iron fist i oh, i only yeah
6: yeah okay
2: I've only read the first, I, I have, I've read the first trade, which was six issues, and I loved it, but now I've got the whole omnibus, so I, I'm going to read the whole thing in just like one sitting, hopefully, once I, once I've got all my tests and finals done, cause Sounds it's fin- good. it's finals week in two weeks. Oh, no, uh, good
6: luck, yeah. There are exams you. coming up in two weeks at the school I teach, too, so, which is nice for me, because I don't have to do anything except slip the Scantron through the machine, but for Yay. You guys, yeah, for you guys, I know. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I think that you'll really enjoy it. I mean, I really enjoyed it. And, of course, the omnibus uh, collects everything before the uh, the bad uh, guy came on, basically, the bad writer. So hopefully you'll like Would, it. You'll have to let me know.
2: I will, which reminds me, one last question. Sorry to keep saying Okay, saying. no, is, no is, is, is the Immortal uh, Iron Weapons miniseries that comes after it any good?
6: Oh, no, don't get that.
2: Okay. <laughs> I was thinking about getting it, but if you say it's bad, oh, I won't. Thank yeah. you.
6: Uh-huh. No yeah, saved you ten dollars I think. Yeah. Okay, well thanks for calling in and thanks for your support and being a loyal listener for a year.
2: Thank, thank you. It's a lot of fun. Always yeah. great talking to you, Stella.
6: Yeah, you too. Hopefully, you know, I'll have I'll come on one of those Skype chats sometime.
2: Well we we were you are welcome anytime. We'll be more than happy to have you.
6: Okay, I appreciate it. Well take care and I will talk to you soon. Thank you, you too Stella. Okay, bye. Bye. The next caller is, I would say, a more recent friend to Backworld to Oracle, Aaron. Hey. Hello. How's it going? Uh, it's going pretty well. How are you? Good. Would you um, like me to refer to you as a particular uh, person? or? Oh, no, Aaron's fine. Okay, I wasn't sure. Okay, so Aaron, uh, what I've been asking people is uh, to tell me how they found the podcast and if they have a favorite moment from the past year.
10: Um, I saw on uh Twitter Brian Miller was uh linking to it, and I was bored one day and I know it seemed interesting, and your interview with him was good, so oh okay, I just kind of kept going from there
6: okay, so you're a fan of Brian q Miller then
10: yep, um started with uh Smallville and then went uh when his back row book came out, I started reading that and it's great.
6: Yeah, how did you like? Did you watch the uh, most recent episode of Smallville? I did. Did you enjoy that?
10: Yes, it was very good. Yes, I like how it was. he uh, how he writes. He's a very good writer.
6: Yeah, I agree.
10: Can I get a rundown of uh, what's been asked so I don't, you know, ask like repeat questions um, or anything?
6: Um, they've asked you know what my plans are for the next year. There was some Cassandra Kane questions. Um, why back? Why i thought barbara gordon had a particular theme song so you can just throw out yours and if it's a repeat then i'll let you know but i okay that's fine yeah um
10: you mentioned before that you would watch uh, a lot of the animated series okay yeah uh do you have a particular episode that you really enjoyed or you know like a favorite more or less
6: um, now, I don't remember the title of the actual Yeah, that's, that's okay. I'll- okay. But in Batman the Animated Series, there's one episode where Batgirl dies.
10: Yes, yes, Over the Edge. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, yes. The Scarecrow and, episode, yeah. Um,
6: yeah, and I had no idea when I was watching it, you know, what the <laughs> end would be. But it was just so powerful, I think, and you would you know what would happen essentially it's one of those right ifs if batgirl were to die and it's kind of nice to see that her character has such an impact on the bat family and, yeah
10: I, uh, that was a. Oh, sorry sorry to cut you off
6: oh no no worries um and i just thought it was really well written and it just kept me on the edge of my seat which i think not a lot of cartoons can do so
10: yeah and also you kind of go back and think like something like that wouldn't really be on tv now too with cartoons they got away with like a lot of stuff too Right. As right. you see, someone like die on screen is a little more than you. Uh, not typical for a children's cartoon, but there we go.
6: Yeah, and yeah, they always had that no blood uh, rule in Justice League and everything. So definitely, yeah. I think it was it was a darker tone than we are used to now. So yeah, do you have a favorite episode?
10: Um, not well, a couple in particular. Um, the f- when she first becomes Batgirl, I think was uh, one of my favorite ones. 'Cause it kinda shows how she really likes her uh really loves her dad and thinks Batman's not doing enough to help him, but right. she doesn't know that he's working on something else and has Robin help out, so right. she kinda takes things into her own hands and shows that she can do it kinda it kinda ties into the the uh if you read back earlier one where he doesn't want her to be a cop. I think that was part of that. Yeah Yeah, 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 she, yeah definitely. Yeah.
6: yeah, he he said that there's uh he doesn't want another cop in the family. Yeah, exactly.
10: So it kind of ties into that because he, she's kind of proving that she can handle doing things on her own.
6: Yeah, I agree. That's definitely an awesome episode. Well, you may be happy to know that uh, starting in January, I'm actually going to start doing um, reviews on one appearance in um, a media uh I guess episode or something like that. Each episode. So I'm going to start with the 1960s, and I'll work my way up slowly but surely to uh, the the animated series and everything. So.
10: Oh, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I feel like the Adam West TV show and.
6: Yep, going to start with that, and then yeah, go chronologically forward. So should be interesting. That's a, a big task. Oh yeah, I know. As if yeah, Batgirl to Oracle wasn't already steeped <laughs> in work. But yeah, I appreciate you calling in. Do you have any um, anything else?
10: Um, do you have a favorite artist?
6: A favorite artist? Yeah. Um, I really like Steve McNiven. Um, not familiar with him. Okay, he's he's that's Marvel. Um, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I think I first saw him in Civil War. Um, and rest in peace, Michael Turner. He was a wonderful artist. Uh, but I really fell in love with Lee Garbett on Batgirl to Oracle. I'm sorry, on Batgirl. Um, so. I was sad to see him leave, but Dustin, I think, is doing a good job right now. I actually
10: just bought uh, four pages from uh, Lee Garbutt's Batgirl run.
6: Four pages?
10: Yeah. He, I emailed him and asked if he had anything, and there was one, that I, one in particular that I wanted, but, and he said he had it, and then he emailed me back a couple days later and didn't have it. So he kind of cut me a deal on getting more than one because I couldn't really make up my mind.
6: Wow. Do you have some connections that you know you know these uh these artists and writers no i just
10: uh was i just asked him on Twitter and he said oh. to email them and i mean they they sell pages regularly they get oh, to wow. keep the pencilers get to keep like a certain amount of them depending on which like if it's an even number book you get to keep like uh like the first fourteen or something like that and odd number you get like the last two thirds wow it's it's weird how they do it but he he gave me a rundown of what he had and pretty typical i mean there's websites that you can uh the artists have that they use dealers to sell through too Oh, okay i mean I, i've met some of the guys at like conventions too and had uh had stuff drawn
6: oh yeah that's all yeah to get yeah, it signed or even just give them a blank piece of paper and see what they can do in five minutes
10: yeah 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 there yeah. a, a lot of them are there i mean even like being like right on the spot they still do great work i mean um do you know do you know francis Manipal? He does uh, art for the Flash now, and yeah,
5: uh,
6: yep. yeah,
10: he he does watercolor paintings that uh, shows. Wow! So I had one done at uh, New York Comic Con this past October.
6: What did he draw for you?
10: Um, Star Sapphire.
6: Oh, okay.
10: I was gonna have him do uh, an Impulse, but the people in front of me were getting like uh, like Flash and stuff, and it was kind of using the same colors. And I was flipping through one of the books that he had on his table of like pages and covers that he had done that he had for sale, and I saw that he had done a cover for uh, Green Lantern, and it looked kind of uh, it looks pretty good. And I thought that mixing up the colors a little more, I wanted to see what he could do, and I do like the character anyway, so that helps. But it, it came out really nice. Cool deal. Have you ever well, done? Have you ever done anything like that? Gone to a convention?
6: No, I've actually been considering going to San Diego Comic Con, but I just don't know if I'm ready to make that sort of uh, financial. <laughs> um, um, yeah,
10: it is tough to get out there.
6: Yeah, but um, I've actually, you know, Zayas has kindly sent me um, a couple prints uh, signed by Lee Garbett, so I. Do oh, that's have, nifty. Yeah, some great things from him. But I would really like to go and actually meet Brian Q. Miller or other artists and maybe get some sketches done or something like that.
10: Yeah, it's a great time if you can uh, make the time to uh, like take it off from work or whatever.
6: Yeah.
10: And going to San Diego is kind of rough because it's a big show and you have to go out west and find a hotel and <laughs> deal with the big crowds. Yeah, so, I heard. find it easier to go to... Uh, not necessarily smaller shows, but more, like there's shows all over the East Coast, like in Philly and smaller ones in New York and Boston and Atlanta. Yeah. Do you, you live over there?
6: Yeah, I do live on the East Coast. so def- Yeah, I had thought, oh, maybe New York Comic Con, you know, it would be easier to go up there or something. Mm-hmm. But Okay, well, do you have anything else?
10: Um, do you have a favorite uh, not Batgirl character?
6: Not, oh, uh, I guess Spider-Man would be my favorite not Batgirl character
10: good choice yeah all right i guess that will do
6: okay thanks so much for calling in and thanks for um hopping on and listening to the podcast no
10: problem anytime
6: okay well take care you too have a good day thanks you too bye our penultimate caller is spider boy into jesus hey can you hear me yes i can all right okay welcome you made it how was uh, how was church? Are, are you getting ready for Christmas?
11: Yeah, we were already doing some uh, Christmas music today.
6: Yes, we also started doing that and decorating trees and, and things like that. So, yep. Um, so, what I'm asking of people that call in is uh, how you found the show and if you have a favorite moment from the past uh, year. Well,
11: uh, I found the show from uh, Spider Man Cross. I've been listening to that for a while, and you know, you—I think you, it's probably somewhere on there where you mentioned that you were doing it. Right. And so I—I I looked it up, and I've been listening to, listening to that for a while now too. You've been okay. doing a great job.
6: Thank you. And do you have a favorite moment?
11: Uh, probably Evan Berryman on the show. That was. Pretty oh fun. yes.
6: <laughs> uh, did you watch the the or did you listen to the commentary while you watched the movie?
11: Yeah. Yes, I did.
6: And did that I, uh, help the experience, or did it hinder it?
11: Oh, that was fun because I'd already seen it, so I watched it again right. with commentary. So, and I mean, maybe I don't watch, I don't like watching commentaries with movies for the first time.
6: Right, right. You,
11: know, you gotta watch it first and then listen to the commentary.
6: Yeah, exactly. Did you? Um, how, what did you think of Wonder Woman?
11: I thought it was great. I don't. I don't think it was the best uh, DC animated universe movie, or not universe, but but it was. It was definitely a good one.
6: Yeah. Def- yeah, I agree. They're all good. Well, except for maybe Brainiac well, attacks, right?
11: <laughs> what? That was one of them. Yeah. Well, uh, I was talking about. I didn't. I haven't heard of that one
6: but uh, Superman <clears throat> Brainiac Attacks yeah you may have to look that one up huh,
11: yeah but uh, I've heard of the like Superman Doomsday and right. Gotham Batman Gotham Night and Justice League New Frontier
6: yep yeah those yeah. are all they come out with great yeah. quality movies
11: yeah those were all good um I like Superman Doomsday, but Gotham awesome Knight was interesting, but I didn't really care for it too much. And New Frontier, it was, was alright. It wasn't bad, but I didn't care for that one too much.
6: <laughs> oh, and see, that's my, my favorite I like the
11: ones after that. So.
6: Gotcha. Okay, do you have any uh, questions?
11: Uh, no, not really.
6: No? Okay.
11: <laughs> um, Just keep up the good work.
6: Oh, thank you so much. And uh, will you enjoy? Are you at a Starbucks?
11: no um i'm actually on a college campus and we have oh okay right next to the dorm gotcha
6: okay well thank you so much for taking time to call in and i appreciate your your support of the podcast
11: Um, thank you for doing the podcast
6: okay well i hope you have a wonderful sunday and i will talk to you well hopefully do you come on the the skype chats at all the spider-man crawlspace ones
11: um, I've been on one, but okay. uh, I don't usually go on those because then I am like I'm on the spot and you know, I don't have uh, a question to ask. And so I'm yeah, like, uh, yeah, that's uh,
6: true. I haven't <laughs> been on in a long time as well. but Yeah, well, I will probably see you around the message board then.
11: Uh, maybe. I actually don't get on the message board a whole lot.
6: Oh, no. Okay. I've
11: made a few posts, but I'm, I'm just not much of a message board person, really.
6: Gotcha. Um, uh, do you have exams coming up?
11: Um, I have two at the end of the week
6: Okay, well good luck on your exams Thank you Okay, well have a great Sunday like I said And uh, thank you for calling in
11: Good luck with your teaching job
6: Thank you so much
11: (laughs) I'm sure you will probably needed, huh? Oh
6: yeah, yeah, indeed Thank Thank you And our final caller Which will segue into our Reviews for the modern 2010 books Noctis Oh, hey, Stella. And we're back with Noctis. <laughs> are,
12: so, are you recording right now? Yes. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry.
6: <laughs> well, no, I mean, it starts up when I give a call, so, you know.
11: Oh, but, yeah, I crud.
6: Can, I'll have to... Uh, well, you didn't say anything embarrassing coming in. Um, but when I go through and edit this i'll have to put in like really inane things like and next up is and then actually (laughs) recording so it's it's frustrating so for the inside i guess look uh people who are listening originally noctis was going to be my co-host and i was really excited and uh then power grandma decided that sorry we can't have a conference call because i'm not registered to Backgirl to oracle it's registered to my other skype so i had to unfortunately renege on my um my question of would you be my co-host and then do it by myself but now we're back and Noctis after we go through this he's actually going to do reviews with me the modern books so so first of all I guess let me know who you are I know who you are but who are you what do you do you know for the site and then uh, we can go into how you found the podcast and if you have a favorite moment
12: Sure. Um, hello, BTO troopers and listeners. Uh, this is Noctis here. Um, let's see how, how I am involved with the site. I am the co-creator with Stella of the BTO message board, um, which has been running nearly a whole year now. Wow. That was yeah. pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Interesting stuff. And uh, we have, I believe, over 40 members, yeah. if I'm correct. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, and uh, just to remind everyone, uh, you can check out the website at batgirltooracle.proboards.com. How did I find the podcast? Um, I guess I've been in. I've found it. Oh, uh, Spider-Man, crawlspace. Uh, okay. You made an you made a, that little thread uh, saying that you're going to be creating a podcast. So yeah, I hopped on from there, and here I am. <laughs> Favorite moment? Yes, I'm still a little hungover. Um, okay. <laughs> let's see. Favorite moment? Um, ah, I guess my favorite moment has to be. Uh, I guess I'm gonna be pimping the message board, but when you teased the message board in, I believe, episode four, and then you revealed it later in episode five, and. The way you teased it was that um, Stella used this little poster, picture, yeah. signature yeah. banner that said um, "It's coming" with uh, a Brainiac symbol in the back, <laughs> and <laughs> I guess that threw off like a lot of uh, readers because all of a sudden we we got several posters saying, "Oh, what's going on? Whoa, what's coming?" <laughs> so yeah, that was fun. Uh, yeah. I love a little I love a little uh, surprises like that and. I guess the second, uh, my second favorite moment, or I guess it's a long moment, was um, the entire uh, episode with uh, Brian Q. Miller, um, episode ten, I think. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty epic because um, he talked about Cassandra, which is something that I've been waiting for for the longest time. Right. Brian Q. Miller. I love your writing, you're a great guy, Um, and I hope you'll return to the show so I can ask you some questions next time.
6: Oh dear, are you going to interrogate him?
12: No, I just have some words. Words. Good words. Okay. Not neutral words.
6: Oh dear. Okay, (laughs) people who don't know, Noctis is a huge fan of Cassandra Cain. Ah, And we're certainly going to find out about this later on when we do our reviews, are we not...
12: Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Equal fingerling.
6: Oh dear. Um do you have any anything else, I guess, for the calling portion?
12: Um thank you to all the previous callers. Um I think you had more than five. Correct? I
6: did. I had yes. uh, ten.
12: Oh very nice.
6: Yeah, so I was I was really happy. My goal was five, so we doubled that.
12: Yes. Very good. I am proud. I clap.
6: Yes. Thank you so much. And thank you because you had really been doing a lot of advertising or as we say in the podcast business pimping, you know, on the Spider-Man uh crawl space. So thank you for that. Ah, uh,
12: yes. And thank you Brad Douglas for letting me do that. <laughs> since it's a DC title on a uh, Spider-Man That's true.
6: uh Yep. Yeah.
12: Brad does cool not stuff?
6: like the DC. Yeah. Okay, well, our last, well, I guess I have two other, not really callers, but people that wanted to um, share their opinions or their thoughts. And the first is Kevin. He wrote into to me, and he said, Stella, I am absolutely gutted that I can't call in to wish you happy anniversary audibly, but hopefully this email will be a decent enough stand-in to let you know how indescribably Proud I am of you. part of me. Can't believe it's already been a year. I vividly remember as if it was yesterday when you were just talking about this as an idea. And from the first time I heard about it, I knew you were going to do an amazing job. I don't think you knew it yet, but I never had any doubts. And boy, was I right. A year later, you've put together 14 wonderful installments of the highest caliber of infotainment. Okay. Uh, 15 by the time folks are hearing this. And part of me can't believe it's only been a year. I feel like BTO has been a part of my podcast listening life for much longer than that, and it's almost impossible to believe how much you've accomplished in just a year. You came right out of the gate both professional and fun, but you've continued to develop over, 2000 and, over 2010 into an even better podcaster. I mean, for God's sake, you got the writer beck girl on here only seven months in. The guy that writes this book you love is following you on freaking Twitter. You got a petition signed by Denny O'Neill and the attention of Warner Brothers while you were at it. Not to mention free stuff. I knew you would go far, but I have to confess, even I didn't realize how quickly you'd make that big of a splash. Your passion and drive are second to none, and that's only not only obvious because of the aforementioned huge accomplishments, but the unbelievable fact that you've kept this up even after getting a last-minute teaching job. Most people would have just given all this up and been overwhelmed by that responsibility alone but here we are still going strong still flying on you clearly have more in common with your favorite redhead than you may realize finally I'd like to thank you for what you've accomplished with me specifically getting me back into backroll. I only read about the first two issues as I pretty much checked out as soon as I found out it was Stephanie Brown I'd never really cared about spoilers so I just didn't care but I kept listening to the show and you always gave a great review so I figured it must not be all bad after all But your review of Backgirl number 14 finally did it. You made that book sound so incredibly fun, and you were so enthusiastic about how great it was that I really had to check it out for myself. And I am so glad I did. That was really probably the most fun comic I've read in a long, long time. Bad Girls back on my poll list now and something I really look forward to. And I have the BTO podcast to thank for that. So for all these things and so many more, thank you for a great year of podcasting awesomeness. I could not be more proud of you. And I'm so happy that the entire world is finding out just how incredible you are. Fly on, Stella. Fly on. Well, thank you so much, Kevin. Um, You, I think, um, were always at the top of the list of people who uh, believed in me and supported me throughout this. So thank you for your support and continuing to listen. And, of course, thank you for coming on twice. Hopefully, uh, in the future, we have some more podcasting get-togethers. And, of course, you need to listen to Jeff John's podcast. This is for everyone else, not to Kevin, because he hosts that, and it's of high caliber as well. Okay, and then also we have from TNR105 who could not call in, he sent in a sound bit.
0: Hey Stella, this is TNR105 from the message boards, and sorry I couldn't actually call in for this milestone, but I do not have a Skype account, and rather than go through the trouble of setting one up, I thought it would just be easier to record some audio feedback for you. I just wanted to congratulate you on a year of BTO, and BAPS is one of my favorite comic books characters, let alone female characters in comics, so it's just great to know she's being properly represented on the interweb. Your podcast is informative, boring, meaning thoroughly entertaining. So just want to say I look forward to continuing Babs' history with you and exploring her heroic journey from Batgirl to Oracle. See what I did there. So enough of my ramblings, and just wanted to wish the podcast a happy birthday and know that I'll be listening. And as you put it so eloquently put it, fly on, Babs lovers.
6: Okay, and that is it for the call-in show. Um, so thank you. Th- Yay! Yes, I know. Thank you for the ten people <laughs> who called in. But he's still on now. So. Yes, I am. Yes. Okay, so we've done introductions. So now I want to ask you, who is your girl? And I guess I've already kind of given this away. But who's your <laughs> girl? and kind of, you know why, I guess, why is she an awesome back row in your opinion?
12: Okay, um, well, it shouldn't uh, any fan or poster over at, the, uh, Crawl Space and over at the BTO message board shouldn't be too surprised that I am, I believe, one of the biggest Cassandra Kane fans out there. Um, I try to focus on every single aspect of her character. Um, Let's see, I first got exposed to uh, Cassandra uh, with um, Greg Rucka's No Man's Land novel, and then that passion and drive got exponentially blown up. Once when I read um, the trades, um, I believe that was Volume 3 of No Man's Land, and I actually saw Cassandra Kane in action. And that fandom, I guess, just took off from there. Um, what I love about Cassandra's character is that she brings something extremely different from every other character, I believe, in the Bat books, as well as um, comic books overall, I believe. Um, one, she is a great uh, martial artist. Um, in my opinion, she is the best martial, art, uh, martial artist fighter in all of D.C., um, non-metahuman. Um and I'd also like to argue that she's also one of, if not the best martial artist in all of comics. Um non mutant, non metahuman. <laughs> so just in case people will be say, Oh, Superman's better Um So yeah, and um, wow. Um other things that I love about Cass. I love that she brings that dynamic in the bat family where she's not really um as bat girl she's not really the successor the successor for uh, of of um barbara of babs in my opinion in my eyes she's more of uh, the successor of batman um she resembles more of um what batman's original mission against crime is in my opinion she's pretty much the uh, embodiment of his mission, in my opinion, um, where following the whole um, death wish ordeal, she pretty much lives up to the symbol. Everything, though, that I'm saying is all pre-one year later. God, what's wrong with these... Like, I have a thing against these whole recent time markers, brand new day, one year later. Uh, They should just stop with the whole time... Time thing, just continue on with time. Let it flow.
6: I think that's too easy so, for them. They have to make it complicated. Yeah,
12: they they well, I get I don't know. I'm a, I guess I can call myself like a I don't want to say a hardcore Cassandra lover, but follower, dedicated, dedicated follower. Yes, I am loyal to Cassandra. <gasps> But okay. if I could add in one, more, if I could add in one, more, yeah, oh, I'm sure sorry, if I'm think. like rambling on. No, that's. Okay. Uh, she's actually not my favorite character in comic oh. books. <laughs> yes, Say it ain't surprise. so, Noctis.
6: Say it ain't so. Okay, uh, so who's your favorite?
12: It's actually from Marvel, uh, Laura Kinney, X X twenty three. Okay. Which is really interesting because if you put the two characters side by side, they share a lot of similar characteristics, similar personality traits. Um, that's why it's, like, one of my major, I guess, fanboy dreams is to have, like, a crossover with X-23 and Cassandra Cain, and, like, just see how the two characters would interact, so, I I don't it might be a silent issue with the two of them just staring off at each other, (laughs) and just, like, pacing around and stuff, but I just love, that's, like, my ultimate fanboy dream, if I could see that.
6: Um, if there were a battle between those two, and that scent potion was not involved, who would win?
12: I have actually put a lot of thought in this. <laughs> okay. Um, I I, 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 if I do remember right, I did ask you this, I think in the second or third episode, um, of DTO. Okay. Who would win in a fight? Cassandra, or, and you oh, said... Yeah, X- I think
6: so. Okay. Remember? Yeah.
12: Yeah. Um, well... I agree for the same reasons. Um, X-23 does have her claws, and X-23 does have her uh, quick regenerative uh, regenerative healing. But if I were to put that aside and just go like a pure non-mutant, non-metahuman battle, just straight-up fighting, wow, um, I'd have to say a draw. Okay. <laughs> It's not that it's not that um, I, I I don't want to favor one character over the other. Um, it's just that Cassandra just has a lot of that martial arts um, background, and then X twenty three. She just has the, in my opinion, uh, a longer history with um, that killing drive. Right. And uh, that's I guess that's my two cents there. And I will I will stop there before I uh, <laughs> dig my.
6: Myself in a hole. Well, you may have to. You should just start the uh, Laura Kinney slash Cassandra Cain podcast or something.
12: Ah, yes.
5: I don't know how that would
6: work. I don't know what that would look like, but you know. Uh, And you're actually the person who got me into X twenty three because I um, bought the first two trades, Innocence Lost, and you'll have to remind me on the other one. Target X. Okay. Yes, and both times I read that cover to cover just in one night. Those trades, and I just really, I really liked it. And you know, such a, a damaged um, child, and all the things that she went through. Uh, and I've started getting the um, the Marjorie Liu uh, series as well. So, good time.
12: Yes. Right now, that actually, what right now that series is. My number one favorite series out for this year, um, hands down. If only Marjorie Lou could just write an issue with Cassandra Kane. Wow. <laughs> that- well, we'll
6: see. Maybe you should write. Write to Marvel and DC both.
12: I, I would die a happy person. Okay. I'll, I would hold that book in my grave and stuff.
6: Oh, dear. Well, before Indeed. you die, I guess we should go through these reviews. So, yeah, the first issue is Batgirl number 15, The Lesson, Grass Before the Scythe, Part 1. Writer, Brian Q. Miller. Art, Dustin Nguyen. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Anchor, Derek, I, F- yeah?
12: I think it's Nguyen.
6: Nguyen. It sounds so like a in, silent yeah. Okay.
12: Yeah, sounds like Vietnamese. I, that's what I think. Go
6: on. Okay. I, Sorry. Had a, yeah, I had a friend in college with the same last name, So, but I, I just never called her by her last name, so it, it wasn't much of an issue. Uh, anchor Derek Friedolfs and colorist Guy Major. The quote that I really liked, there are a few of them, of course, but uh, be honest, oh, is this why everyone hated spoiler? I'd rather lie to your face later. Thanks. This issue begins with Wendy describing to Babs a history lesson that Steph gave to her earlier. Everything anyone needs to know about the Batman universe in under 10 minutes. At Gotham U, Stephanie is daydreaming and doodling a self-portrait during a study group meeting. Whoops, I forgot the study guide. Well, luckily for Steph, Jordana is there to remind her that Steph brings absolutely nothing to the study group. While Francisco tries to defend Steph, and Steph uses donuts to defend herself, she's starting to think that the only thing she can bring to the table is Batgirl when a student goes running down the hall screaming for help. Steph has to use the restroom, reminds me of Rorschach in Watchmen, and presumably rushes after the panicked student. In the words of Seinfeld, Newton. Yes, Newton, the bumbling scientist we met who helped make a group of solid-light vampires. Newton is being chased by a group of cloak-wearing cultist wannabes demanding something from him. Batgirl arrives on the scene and begins identifying the different perps as a history major, English major, and leader. Bads pops on the comm and approves of Steph's detective abilities. Steph begins sparring with the hoodlums. Ha ha, get it? Uh, when the Grey Ghost appears and saves Batgirl. Looks like Steph has a stalker. The Grey Ghost is Johnny C., first seen attempting to blow up a train. Steph says that she does not want a sidekick, and Grey Ghost explains that he will be needed just before disappearing with a retina-burning flash of light. While Steph tries to find Newton, Newton is again surrounded by the hooded group demanding a USB flash drive around Newton's neck. The next time we see Newton is dead, sans flash drive. Babs joins Detective Nick at the crime scene and reveals that she'd heard that guys in robes had apparently been chasing the victim. Exit Nick. Just before Nick leaves the scene, an officer gives him what appears to be a bloody betterang, evidence which just appeared. At the Brown house, Mrs. Brown and Stephanie have waffles and mama brown expresses her concern for steph perhaps a move is in order steph spits some juice and explains that college cough cough batgirl has really improved her life and made her feel accepted steph is finally taking control of the reins in her life and mama brown is to thank later as steph is on patrol and babs is using a thingamajig to do some thingy with another thingamajig babs orders batgirl to come back to base immediately Batgirl is the main suspect in the murder of Newton, a son of a retired GCPD veteran. As gun clicks around her, I'm sure Batgirl is thinking, rut row. Well, is it so shocking that once again we have a wonderful issue in our hands? Uh, The beginning is certainly like a million trillion smiles being thrown out at you. Or, you know, if you would prefer marshmallows, rainbows, and unicorns. Uh, the history of the bat you is cute, and it is really believable that Steph would have been narrating it. Throw in some bunny quotes, Wendy telling Babs what Steph told to her, and you have a thoroughly enjoyable opening. How funny to see Steph's interpretation of Damien and Wendy asking, why is that little vein popping in your... Uh, I think it's always said of papers and books that the very beginning must hook the reader or else, you know, they're just going to be bored for the rest of it. And certainly mission accomplished here.
12: It's interesting that you, I guess, ended your review with um, how the book opened because that pretty much pulled the grade down for me right then and there. Okay. Yes. um, I mean, don't get me wrong. It looks really nice and cute and stuff. Uh, and, you know, the whole explanation part, vengeance and all that, was pretty, you know, cool. But Cassandra's missing. Oh, dear. Nowhere in the entire history there was Cassandra mentioned. And what I fear the most is that first-time readers, or, or I guess, yeah, yeah, first-time readers, would pick up the book and think, oh, so is this Steph girl the successor of Babs, who was the former Batgirl, Girl, and it's the history of the Bat Family. Uh, last time I last time I checked, um, Cassandra was a part of that Bat Family. Um, so, yeah, uh, I was kind of disappointed and a bit angry, actually. Um, other than that, uh, wow, um, Brian K. Miller's writing of Steph is just spot on in my opinion he gets her personality great um he it's like he it's like he's her like internal muse i guess um i i just love the little especially that um fight with the uh hood hood limbs oh yes. you call
5: them? Uh-huh.
12: yeah <laughs> yes i see the pun there um yeah, the entire dialogue there was cool how she uh, I'm not sure how exactly she would do, use her detective skills to figure out what their majors were, um, but that was cool. Um, and then Oracle popped up, which is nice. I missed her in the books. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, oh, and that little tidbit she said about uh, how people did not like spoiler wow i had a clap on that because i was like yay that's so cool because yes in my opinion when um steph was spoiler yeah she was she was extremely reckless in the beginning um and tidbit who was she uh fighting crime with usually as spoiler cassandra kane as a back girl
6: okay so Yeah.
12: yeah oh and uh one more thing. Um I have something to say about the art. Um it's something to get used to, I guess. Um I loved Lee Garbit's work. Um uh Nguyen's uh Batgirl looks really nice, but his depiction of Stephanie, um she looks really in my opinion she looks like she's in her thirties in that little like study group in the beginning of the book. Yeah. She looks kinda old for what a 19 year old um so hopefully that will uh, i guess it's something to get used to um but other than that great book if i w- would give it a grade it have to it has to be uh, at first i would say seven but now i'll push it up to eight
6: okay eight. eight out of ten that's okay that's correct well, let me just yeah address some of the points you made um the art, I guess I'll go from from the the last that you said. Uh, I'm definitely a huge fan of Lee Garbett as well, so I wondered, you know, whether I'd be a fickle customer in reading this. But I think overall, I, I enjoyed Nguyen's uh, art. Um, I really liked his history of the the Bat U, and the way he drew that because I could really see Steph having uh, had draw that. Um, but I do agree that it's. It was interesting trying to uh, get used to his style for Steph. So I think it hopefully it'll just be, you know, repetition and seeing it more often. Um, you also were talking about you know this internal muse and I I agree that you know he writes her so well and I really like that this issue was centered a lot on Steph's college life Um, you know we see her interactions with other students and and the main conflict involves students we also have a great scene between Steph and her mother uh, and probably the longest scene we've seen between the two of them since the beginning of this book and I think that This scene in particular highlighted their relationship and, you know, Steph's new self-confident nature and her belief that she truly does have a purpose. So I was pretty excited about that. I think the other, perhaps the last thing I have to say, um, or I guess the second last maybe, the penultimate, uh, that he's... Miller's really using his cast in minor characters as well. Um, we have a return of Newton, which we saw in issue 14. Uh, of course, he won't be seen again since he's dead. Uh, and then we have Johnny C, you know, making a bright, there's another pun for you, a return. And, and, of course, it seems like he's promising to stick around for a while. And then Detective Nick, the mystery of him is deepening. There are so many questions I feel like I'm on lost but uh it should be an interesting year trying to figure out you know what's going on with him what's his deal um and then finally when you were talking about the spoiler uh that little um nod i think somebody Mm -hmm. once accused miller of uh you know not referring to her past and i think this like other issues before it Begs to differ because you know he referred even subtly, you know, to her being spoiler. And I think he also does a good job referring to outside issues in general. Because when Babs comes on, Batgirl was pleasantly surprised to hear her, and Babs says, "You do not want to know, you know, where I've been," you know, in re- reference to what I've been going on previously in uh, Birds of Prey. So I really appreciate that and not reading Batgirl as if it were in a vacuum. So um, I guess before I conclude this review, I do have to congratulate Steph on getting a great report card. She certainly yeah. should be. Yeah, she should be proud of that beehive uh, that she. Recorded. Beehive, yes. I enjoyed that that's remark. That was fun. Uh, well, I unlike my uh, co-host here, I give it 10 out of 10 bats, but that's not really a surprise. <laughs> so yeah, do you have any other thoughts? I guess before we move on to birds of prey.
12: Um, I'm looking to, I'm looking forward to, uh, the Valentine's Day issue.
6: (laughs) Oh, yes, me too. And see, I'm going back and forth. And, you know, ever since episode 10, I've been wondering, you know, what is this Valentine's Day issue? And after I read, uh, number 14, I wrote, um, Brian Hugh Miller an email. And I said, oh, what a wonderful issue. And then I asked, is Newton going to be, uh her love interest because, you know, he just came on. And so obviously, no, that's wrong. And he said no. And then looking ahead, um, the witch boy, Clarion, he's he's going to be coming into this. And so I kind of wonder, oh, is it going to be him? Because Brian went on that uh, it may not be a person that uh, she wants to have a crush on her. But it could also be Johnny C because he's kind of being a stalker. But do you have any guesses mm-hmm. as to maybe? Oh, you do, okay? Yeah. What kind of guesses do you have?
12: In my opinion, hands down, has to be the great ghost dude. Okay. Yeah, I have no uh, where he popped up in the little hoodlum fight. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think he's gonna be showing up as a uh, his little her little uh, <laughs> soccer boy. Oh dear. Unfortunately.
6: Okay, so we will move on now to Birds of Prey number six. Two Nights in Bangkok, Part 2, Heart of Pain, Life of War. Writer Gail Simone, artist Alvin Lee and Adriana Mello, anchors Jack Purcell and J.P. Mayer, and colors Nay Rufino. Uh My quote that I pulled, well, I, I got myself a new admirer, and of course she's nuts. When we last left the birds, they found themselves in a foreign city looking at Dinah dressed as the White Canary. Dinah orders Misty Knight, um, I mean Terry, a young woman loyal to White Canary, to gather everyone inside of a taxi so that no bystanders will be injured. Huntress, still smarting from a Anita the Gut, repays the favor to the guard that hit her and hits him in the face. Plus one Huntress. Terry, Dinah, Helena, and Zinda drive to a holding facility, with little quotes, As they are on their way to grandmother's house, Terry constantly refers to Dinah as mistress, and Helena sees slash feels a real change in Dinah um, as one who is beaten and the lowest of lows. Dinah explains that White Canary is holding her daughter, Sin, along with the girl's foster parents. They are, in fact, leveraged to ensure that Dinah challenges Lady Sheba to a duel to the death. Unfortunately, Dinah does not think she has a good chance of surviving. Terry offers to help, but Dinah declines the offer, wishing her to remain alive. Dinah also admits that Lady Shiva must care for Dinah in her own deranged way, thus agreeing to fight for sin's sake. When the women arrive at the holding facility, Zinda is ecstatic with the Golden Corral buffet. This is no cell with the bread and water, folks. Back in Gotham City, We see Hawk naked and recovered from his wounds. He is ready for a fight, but Babs tells him that there will be a time and now is not it. He submits, but Babs does not believe that he will stick to his word. Back to China. As Helena muses about honor, Dinah asks her to be her second and officially drop the gauntlet on her behalf. Helena certainly does drop the gauntlet in the form of iced tea slash coke. It's really unclear what the brown liquid is. To Lady Shiva's face, Helena challenges Shiva. Helena tells Dinah that while Helena has no one to love her, Dinah has a whole assortment of people waiting for her. After a serene prayer, Helena goes to the match and, well, it just does not go well for her. Despite a lot of blood loss, uh, she does remain standing, however. She uses the blood to her advantage and is able to knock Shiva down. As all this is going on, Terry leads Dinah to Sin. Dinah tells Terry to get Sin and her foster family out of there and returns to the fight. Dinosaurs to fight, and the issue ends with Helena getting the name Iron Owl and White Canary threatening to attack when the birds least expect it. Happy dreaming to you, Birds of Prey. Okay, so, you know, it's been pretty apparent that for the past few issues, Birds of Prey has really been below par for me. Uh, and I'm happy to say that this issue seems to be getting back to the high quality that I have come to expect of this series. I very much enjoyed um, having Helena as the mouthpiece for the issue rather than Dinah. I think we learned so much about the character from what she says, uh, her values and her beliefs, her sarcasm and her thought processes. I also really enjoyed the sentimental scene where Helena falls to her knees and prayed. I don't think we often encounter these scenes um, in the comic world, and I thought that it was a powerful panel. Uh, Honor was a huge theme in this issue, uh, affecting definitely both sides of the match. Honor is also a theme that I think has really connected the past five issues. Creole, White Canary, Lady Shiva all had a desire to keep their honor. And then we see what honor means to Helena. We also see the close relationships that the birds have. Helena is willing to make the ultimate sacrifice for her friend. and in the, in the end, she finds out that she has never really been alone. So I wonder why she was so down in the dumps before. On the negative side of the issue, what was with all of the nudity? We have Naked Hawk and we have times ten tatas. You know, there was a lot of Helena in this issue, and I just don't mean her uh, voiceover. And, of course, not enough Babs. Which is always a negative, in my opinion. The art was good, especially knowing that it's transition art before the new artist comes on. But I have to wonder if they made a switch purposely for this arc, as it really has a sort of uh, anime feel to it. But uh, enough of me. Uh, what did you think of this issue, Noctis?
12: It wasn't a very—it wasn't a bad issue, but it wasn't a very good one. Uh, early points that kind of threw me off was um Helena, Helena's little comment that um, Shiva is, quote-unquote, without question the best martial artist on the planet. Uh, yeah, last time I checked, Cassandra Cain is still alive and kicking and still on planet Earth. Yeah, that argument is kind of mute, or moot in my eyes. Secondly, um, the entire portion in the first half of the issue where um, Diana was... Uh, down in the dumps and in the lows, uh regarding um her upcoming or potential death due to the death um fight with Shiva. Uh yeah, there was a, a scene in issue sixty two of uh Birds of Prey where Shiva and Dinah went to visit their dying sensei over at um Hong Kong, and after meeting with their sensei, uh, they headed uh, over over to a pool bar restaurant. Um, As they entered the bar, um, Shiva asked uh, Dinah if I could uh, quote their little conversation. Shiva, you carry yourself differently. Who have you been training with? Dinah, oh, lots of people, primarily Batgirl. Shiva, Batgirl. And what did she teach you? Dinah walks over to a table picks up a white cue ball tosses it over to Shiva Shiva holds it up in her hand. hold this for a second would you Don't grip too tightly Dinah then looks over at um, Shiva and throws off a little targeted um, I guess sh- power shriek, whatever her power is and shatters the cue ball into pieces. Dinah, she taught me that you can be beaten so yeah i mean issue sixty two it uh it showed that it shows that Dinah um does have a uh, history of with Cassandra kane and uh she does have fighting skills and she does know that uh Shiva can be defeated so i did, i didn't really understand the whole forlorn down thing that she had um in the cab um other than that um the pacing of the issue, uh, I had an uh, I had an issue with. I didn't like how the second half the uh, half of the book was just, in my opinion, really rushed. Um, I didn't like how uh, Diana ran o- ran off, found uh, sin in an unguarded room, and then um, we did not see how uh, how her um, foster parents is uh, escaped or I presume they escaped. So, yeah, there was a, it was too rushed for my taste. There's too many uh, plot holes. There's too many fallouts, in my opinion. Um, if, I was, if I were to give it a rating, 6 out of 10.
6: Mine was only a little bit more than that, 7.5 out of 10 birds. Um, I, th- I mean, yeah, definitely it was not exceptional, but at least I think it's better than what it has been, and hopefully it's getting back to where it belongs.
12: Yeah, it's better than, better better than before, yeah.
6: Yeah, um, so do you, I mean, you're talking about, you know, how she's kind of depressed and down on herself, Dinah, that is, uh, that, you know, that she would not be able to defeat Shiva. Would you not argue that part of that was because, you know, she was injured and she had a, a hurt uh, wrist?
12: I guess, yeah, but then she does have her, her, um, what exactly is the name of her power? Um, the that canary super cry. Canary cry. Yeah, she yeah. does have that. And she did say that she could uh, reduce um, Shiva to paste if she wanted to. Yeah. So I mean, and she, you know, she still has those like lovely pair of legs of hers. She can kick her. <laughs> in my opinion. Huh?
6: Huh? Yeah. Very so, true. yeah. Okay. Well, is there anything yes. else? I guess before uh, we move um, on to our next section.
12: No. Uh I hope it will get better. And oh and I I can't wait for uh for um the uh, upcoming Cassandra Kane Renee Mont- Montoya tie-in tie with the Birds of Prey which oh, was hinted. Right. Yeah.
6: I'm excited for that too and uh, hopefully it actually comes into fruition because we've been told things about Cassandra in the past and it hasn't happened. So, we shall see.
12: Yeah. We shall see, indeed.
6: Yeah, and, uh, you know, since Christmas is coming up, you should write to Santa and say, what I'd like is a crossover between uh, Laura Kinney and Cassandra Cain.
12: Ah, yes. I really should, yeah.
6: I think so. Well, before, um, I guess, I bid you adieu, Uh, I know that you have something special to talk to everyone. Uh, Batgirl to Oracle and Cassandra Fane... Cassandra Kane fan alike <laughs> and uh, yeah I will give you the floor.
12: Alright, thank you. Um, let's see, for the past two weeks or so um, I just had like a sudden moment of um, aha, I guess, and I decided to create my own blog dedicated to Cassandra Kane. It's called Noctis7493, that's Noctis, N-O-C-T-I-S, 7493.blogspot.com. And what I plan to do with that blog is um, every single uh, review that I post over at the uh, BTO message board will also be featured on there. I'm also working on articles. Um, similar to uh, JR's uh, articles or at least I hope uh, hope so from um, the Spider-Man Crawl Space Um, right now I'm working on an article exploring um, what exactly uh, is Cassandra Cain's fighting style I'm exploring different martial arts and um, trying to integrate it into um, the common uh, techniques and practices that she usually uses in fights Um, I'm actually uh, talking to um, actual senseis at different um, nearby uh, dojos and gyms. So hopefully it will be coming out, uh, if not by the end of this year, um, sometime in January. So, yeah, uh, I'm I'm trying to uh, keep my hopes up with this, and I hope it will be to... um, all of the Cascade fans' likings. And that is it.
6: <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm really excited about it. Um, I got a sneak peek, I guess, like a VIP entrance just to look at, you know, it under con- under construction, and I'm really excited for it. So, And I think you're you're absolutely right that, you know, Cassandra Fane fans, and Cassandra Fink my word, I don't know why I want to say Cassandra well, Fain,
12: It is still... It is still Cassandra fame, so I like that. Okay,
6: okay. <laughs> I'll be interested to read some of those um, essays that you do, and I've already really enjoyed the reviews that you've started, so it'll be great to have a home for them uh, on your site as well. And of course, when you launch it, I'll be ready with a, uh, a nice little link on uh, my website, so yeah. I'd appreciate that. Yeah, of course, of course. Well, do you have anything else before we close up this part of the episode?
12: No. uh, Thanks again for having me on. Um, And, oh, and one more thing. Um, Stella and I uh, have decided to uh, declare, well, with Stella's permission, to uh, declare uh, December as um, Batgirl to Oracle Appreciation Month. And um, one of my, uh, I guess, Let's say regulations uh, of this month, or at least one of the ways you can celebrate this month is um, eat waffles at least once a week. Yeah. Um, I just ate waffles for breakfast. So, (laughs) yeah. So eat waffles at least once a week um, and drop by over to the BTO message boards, uh, drop a post go over to the uh, crawl space, um, comics, and then Bagotorical Podcast, drop a post there. And yeah, that's my two cents.
6: Okay, and I appreciate those two cents, and I will take them to the bank. Wow, I just can't believe it's. It's hard to think that you know this started a year ago, and uh, with your mm-hmm. um, help, you know, and really your you are the one who got it started, the message board, and um, got a nice community over there. So, well, thank yes, you. It was a teamwork. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and it it, it, it mm-hmm. takes a lot of work, so it's definitely not one person, you know, who did that, but. Well, thank you so much to you, Noctis, for coming on, and I apologize that we couldn't co-host the calls together. But I am very happy to have someone else to do a review with, and um, you know, get your opinions, and you know, hear about Cassandra Kane. And uh, thanks to all of you who called in—ten people—it was really exciting. And thanks for all of you, other people, all of you listeners who tune in every month. Okay, doing things a little bit differently this time around. So we did the modern first, and now, jumping back in the time machine to 1971, we have our two vintage issues. First up, Detective Comics number 410, Battle of the Three M's, came out in April 1971, Writer Frank Robbins, penciler Don Heck, and inker Dick Giordano. And this is kind of the second time or so that we've seen this creative team, so this is interesting, whereas we see them jump on and off, creative teams that is, for these, uh, these little issues within Detective Comics. We've had this, uh, this team around for a little bit, so that's nice to have some consistency here. Also consain- contained in this issue is A Vow from the Grave. Uh, the quote that I pulled out from this pair of issues, uh, mini, midi, maxi, which one will win out? Uh, I thought it utterly ridiculous that it it's funny, and also it reminds me of Caesar's famous words, "Weny witty, weeky. Okay. When a popular fashion model, Mamie Atchison, is injured in a Swiss skiing accident, don't try this at home, folks, all the world is astir. Mamie is the Coco Chanel of the fashion world and is about to make a decision for next season's lineup. Maxi, midi, or mini. uh, Those are skirt lengths, boys. Bab soon finds herself involved after a suspicious visit from a member of a fashion company tries to pay her $100 to look at certain books that Jules Thayer, Mamie's personal couture designer, was looking at. A curious Barbara decides to take a peek as Batgirl, thinking that the shifty character from the library may try to do anything to find out what fashion Mamie will choose. Arriving at the fashion studio, she finds the shifty man there attempting to take pictures of Thayer's sketches from a skylight. Batgirl fights him off and follows him back to another garment manufacturer, where it turns out that they are indebted to a crook named Serpy. Yeah, I don't come up with this stuff. Who threatens to kill them if they don't square up an IOU. Batgirl tries to intervene, is knocked out by a bolt of fabric yes really and soon finds herself strapped onto a fabric cutter with serpy getting ready to slice her in two this story is continued next issue next issue is detective comics number 411 cut and run came out in may 1971 once again the writer frank robbins penciler don heck and inker dick giordano also included in this issue is into the den of the death dealers nice little alliteration there So, as the cutter inches ever closer to making Batgirl a 2D design, she somehow dislodges the cutter and is freed by Milt, the shifty character from the library. Milt tells her that Serpy is heading to the Riviera to collect his IOU for Mamie Atchison herself. When her initial call warning Mamie is dismissed as a hoax... Well, who'd to thunk it? Someone calling as Batgirl, and that's dismissed. Batgirl arranges to fly to the Riviera herself, jet skis to Mamie's yacht, and fights off Serbian's goons. Later, Mamie gets her cast removed and goes on the runway to show off her latest fashion sensation, a dress inspired by Batgirl. Well, we've had porn stars, bulls, hippies, and now fashionistas. My Batgirl bucket list is complete, friends. To say that this pair of issues uh, reminds me of Detective Comics number 371 would almost end my review right there. Not only do we have the entire issue's conflict based on what length a skirt will be, but Mamie and her quote-unquote gams are the cause of all this trouble. If you remember, of course, get a load of those gams. is one of those great quotes that everyone remembers and wishes they could forget from Detective Comics 371. To be honest, at first I had no idea what was going on. There are really few comics where I have to reread pages. Uh, Final Crisis comes to mind. The second page was utterly confusing, and I had no idea what the fashion disaster was until about the middle of the issue. I feel like a topic like this should not have been so complicated. I am also reminded of the terrible Amazing Spider Man storyline that came out last year, I believe. Models stink. That may not have been the correct. Uh, term but certainly I hope you guys know what I'm talking about what is the world coming to we have Babs getting knocked out by a fabric a bolt of fabric then we have Babs somehow using her teeth to stop a fabric cutter yeah I I can't even think about that or my head will explode Milt turns over a new rock well that's a deus ex machina if ever there was one and bad girl gets something designed after her Frankly, I don't think it would be a good idea for Babs to put this adventure on her superhero resume. Five out of ten bats. I'm I.D. Klum, and you're out. Okay, so, wow, that was, it seems like it was short, but certainly I just don't want to dwell on that issue. Those were the reviews, um, and pretty exciting. I'm happy that Noctis popped on and I got to discuss issues. I always enjoy talking um, with someone about these issues, so thank you very much again to Noctis. Uh, pushing on and finishing up, uh, my, I have my literary recommendation, Watchmen. So this is kind of a change here. Watchmen is a 12-issue comic book limited series created by writer Alan Moore. Oh, dear. Uh, Artist Dave Gibbons and colorist John Higgins and published in 1986 and 1987. I was just coming out of the womb there. Uh, By DC Comics. Watchmen depicts an alternate history where superheroes emerged in the 1940s and 1960s, helping the United States to win the Vietnam War. The country is edging towards a nuclear war with the Soviet Union, freelance costume vigilantes have been outlawed, and most costume superheroes are in retirement or working for the government. The story focuses on the personal development and struggles of the protagonists, as an investigation into the murder of a government-sponsored superhero, aka the comedian, pulls them out of retirement, and eventually leads them to confront a plot that would stave off nuclear war by killing millions of people. I finally decided to read this, um, I think it's been recommended by several people, and of course it's been around as long as I have, and it seems like the one comic that everyone should read, or at least, you know, that's what you feel when you are in it, within this comic community. This comic, uh, or this, I guess, graphic novel, really required more brain power to read than any other comic that I've read, uh, with the exception, once again, probably of Final Crisis. And it really took longer as well. I was commenting to a friend recently that I almost wish there was a Cliff Notes guide to this, um, so that you would know why certain things were happening or depicted. I was wondering about the intertwined comic book story, Tales of the Black Freighter, and how, I guess, why that's in there. Um, and then, how that can inform us more on the plot of Watchmen. I then, after I read this, I watched the movie again. I had seen it originally when it came out. Um, of course, I never expected so much Naked booman Man. But, you know, now I was prepared, and of course, I had to look at it in the comic as well. But the movie, uh, very pleasantly, I guess, stays close to the comic. There were some departures. And um, it was obviously a little bit more violent. Uh, I think the probably the most violent part in my opinion, was um, when Rorschach was in the jail cell and the big guy was... uh Holding Well, he tied the big guy's hands together, and what they ended up doing so that they could get to Rorschach, uh, they slit his throat in the comic book, but uh, in the movie they they used the the saw that they were going to use to power through the bars to cut off his arms. And I thought, yikes, that's that's a little bit more violent. I had to turn away from that. Uh, But now hopefully you understand my Rorschach reference above about the whole... uh, Bad girl has to go to the bathroom, and of course, if you remember, when Night Owl comes to rescue him, he says that he has to use the restroom, but of course, it's to uh, uh, kill his, his enemy. Uh, I definitely recommend this book, but of. Of course for adults please Yikes uh, You know I knew there had to be a reason why I was on the 100 books uh, That you have to read from the New York Times And I thought that it was good And uh, like I said takes more brain power It takes longer So I think a lot of people would be interested in that uh, As long as you're a comic book fan I do remember As a little side story I had a good friend in college And um, she was quasi dating a guy It was very strange I won't go into that But he lent her Watchmen to read and he really recommended this and uh they almost dated and then they never did and uh i always joked with her and said when are you going to give back Watchmen?" and she said you know i'm not giving that back and i said what are you going to read and she said no i'm not going to read it but i'm not giving it back but uh that's just a little aside it's rather funny okay so that is the end of this episode i think it's one of the longer if not the longest episode that i've had um but worth every minute, I must tell you. So remember that it is Batgirl to Oracle Appreciation Month. Come over to my website at batgirltooracle.blogspot.com or join the Batgirl to Oracle Message Board at batgirltooracle.proboards.com. Already over 40 members. Send any questions or comments that you may have to Oracle at gmail.com. Also, continue to sign the petition to get Backroll Year One back into production. As you've heard, there are people um, that called in, you know, that really respect that, and of course have really helped out and pushed the the petition as well. So, if you're a little uneasy about signing it, I mean, take their word for it. We have already made such a great impact, and of course, you can find a link on my website, or go to wwwgopetitioncom slash batgirl year onehtml Thanks to everyone, really, from the bottom of my heart, who called in ten people—that was double my goal. Thank you so much, and a very special thanks to Noctis for co-hosting the call with me and reviewing the 2010 bat books with me. Once again, thanks to Mile High Comics for sponsoring Batgirl to Oracle, the Barbara Gordon podcast. Until next we meet, fly on, bats lovers.
1: Just plain Barbara Gordon, masquerading for a lark as she rides into the night on her special Batgirl cycle. Who knows? Is the dynamic duo destined to become the triumphant trio? Only time will tell us more about this dazzling dare doll.
5: Ah, I love a happy ending, don't you?